Footy and Frothies, the week after Magic Round, May the something of something, 19th of May 2021. <laughs> I've left my notes at home, so I'm all at sea today. We'll see how we go. Uh, we're at the Colonial Hotel, Warrington, Victoria Road. Come down, uh, say hello to Sean, Joy and the crew, and have a fine lunch. How was yours, Barney? Oh, it was amazing, mate. Yeah, fantastic. Scotch steak. It was a bit too much for me, but I got through it, ploughed through it, and now I'm <laughs> feeling the effects afterwards. You're but. a trooper. Looking nice and fresh after a week off. Yeah, it's been nice, mate. I spent some extra time with the wife and the baby, which has been good. Very good. Uh, Ollie the Oracle, what's news? Uh, not too much. I uh, Well, I've recently... Nothing's happened this week, has it? Oh, well, in the past week, I've recently come into employment somewhere. <gasps> Don't know where, but um, a big thank you to Adrian for that, for helping set that up for me. But um, other than that... I um, like nurses' corners on my bed. Thank you. <laughs> so Adrian really is my fearless leader now in me- many uh, senses of the word, but um, I'm looking forward to that. And, well, this weekend I've got a mate's birthday going to Rose Hill for the races and then staying in Parramatta afterwards. And he wants to go to the Parramanly game the, the next day, which I'm not sure I'll go to as well. But if I do, it's weekend. Very good. And of course, if you need any winners, listen to the show us your tips, uh, courtesy of yes. Progret Racing. You can find them on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes and SoundCloud. And uh, back at Colonial, Damo's here too. What's going on, mate? How are we going, boys? I'm good, mate. Coming off sickness. I'm good to go. Raring to go. All right, hand sanitizer at the ready. We've wipes to keep those mics clean. But it has been magic round. There's been some uh, controversy over the weekend, I suppose. Uh, we'll start with you, Barn, though. How did you enjoy magic round itself? I, two games in, found myself having massive uh, FOMO because yeah. I was wishing I was up there watching it all. But yeah, just before kick off in that first game, mate. I yeah, wanted to be up there, that's for sure. Um, I wish we'd gotten up there, but we'll make plans to get up there this year or the year after, next year or the year after that. Yep. Um, oh, mate, there was a few games that probably didn't get to the heights that you thought that they would have. Um, there was a, there was a, a lot of errors, I thought, um, considering uh, some of the handling that, that has been in previous weeks. Um, overall, it was a pretty good weekend. A um, couple of teams got wiped off the park, <laughs> which I think was pretty much expected. I think most people got six or seven or eight in their tipping contests for this week, but... Um, the ground held up surprisingly well. We were well. calling Friday night. We are calling it was in a world of trouble. Yeah, well, it actually came up pretty well. Stayed okay. Yeah, it did. There were some big divots in the first couple of games. but Because um, last year it went to yeah. shit, didn't it? Last year. Yeah, the last couple of games. Really issues. Year before, bad, but, or year before. Yeah, actually. 19. Yeah. But um, no, I was surprised at how well the ground held up, actually. It was a um, pretty fast track. Yep. Uh, Ollie, how do you enjoy Magic Round? Uh as a concept, you've put out some stuff on your thing about potentially moving it around. Uh, well, it, it's looking like so. For the next two years, it's in Brisbane. I think it's very likely they'll move it afterwards. It Andrew Apto has come out. I saw he was on nine sun, the Sunday footy show and said it's definitely something that they'll look to transport in the future. Um, I would, wouldn't mind seeing a second Magic Round in New Zealand next year or something as a one-off. Um, I really like the idea of it, it. Yeah, me too. When you think about it, a lot of rugby league fans are now going to plan their holidays around Magic Round and yeah. going to Brisbane every year. And after a few years, they're going to be thinking, well, I don't want to just be going to Brisbane every year, you know, go somewhere else. So I think it's good to freshen it up, have a few years in Brisbane, a few years Auckland, then Perth, whatever, and you can always come back. It's a licence for money because now they just tender it to the States. Yeah. You go to Melbourne, you go to the Victorian government and go, hey, we're going to bring, this is what the last, we've put 131,000 people through Suncorp 
this weekend, plus whatever, plus the like three idiots that didn't even make it there related to me, um, <laughs> that would have spent enough in town anyway. You'd go and present <laughs> yeah. that. And, but imagine if it, it'll never happen because I'll never go up the MCG, so that's probably a bad analogy. But yeah. um, if they could get the MCG, for example, they might yeah. get 50. Uh, they'll never give, the AFL will never give that up. Uh, but uh, why not do it the new Townsville Stadium? Why yeah. not do it like why not go out and do it? Um, why not do a Bank West one? Yeah, for the week. Well, and really, home of yeah. Western Sydney, you'll go Bank West and do maybe Friday night Penrith and then yeah. Saturday Bank West and one on one or something, just something like that. Well, I'm hearing that there were twenty thousand interstate challenge uh, inter interstate travellers over yep. the weekend. So that's twenty thousand people coming in, drinking your beer, going to your restaurants, mm. and yeah, it, it just I was surprised how many people I knew. That were up there, like every second yeah. person on Facebook seemed to pop yeah. up. Blokes I had no idea would have gone up there. And well, that's the thing: people are starting now to plan their yearly holiday for Magic Round. Yeah. So, which it, we've it, talked about it. Like Moran, I've already talked about that. So, yeah, but but yeah, that's just the thing as well. You have to think after a few years, people will n- not really want to just be going to Brisbane every year. The interstate, tra- the twenty thousand in- interstate travellers. So why not move it? Uh, the people living in Brisbane are definitely against because they want it to be in Brisbane every year and they, because they don't have the grand final, they feel like they're entitled to their own round every year. But honestly, no, I think... I love the have, idea of... You um, still have New your double-headers and stuff, but yeah, do. it has to be Auckland next. And the thing is, I, I've been to Brisbane when I was younger, but personally, I'd rather go to Auckland than Brisbane. I, I feel like there's just more to do outside of just going to the game and going and getting drunk. Like, you can actually go out and do things yeah. during the day. It, it, and, it can become the NRL's yeah. Boxing Day test. Like, that's yep. where Cricket Australia make... 40% of their money or whatever it is and Melbourne tourism and everything else so it can be an annual especially if you nail down for sure round 10 every year and yep. nail down whatever well, don't be surprised if they chuck a second one in there a few years from now no. wouldn't be surprised if they go round something like round 10 round 20 something like that if you really want to launch the season with all one spot imagine that they used to do the big. I used to love the doubleheader season. Doubleheaders was great. One, yeah. oh, brilliant. Damien enjoyed the weekend, the footy itself, and yeah, I loved it. I, I love the concept of Magic Round. I'm with Ollie on this. They should go to Auckland, like do a twice a year thing. I, I, yeah. I agree. And I liked um, the thing is, if I was the older, I would probably have been at all eight games. But just that, like the thought, you can go and sit and watch. Um, the tempo of each game, so you can get a feel on the same surface. Yeah, I'm not sure you're the same players, but you can see right how quick a Penrith's playing compared to the Cowboys, or how how much ball movements coming from Melbourne compared to whoever. You the can get a real feel to the type. That's right, teams. and yeah. the, the pace of the game, intensity of the game. Um, obviously, the big the big talking point was the uh, the 14, uh, 13 in bins, three send offs. <laughs> Uh, 14 and 3 send-offs. Again, note phrase is off the top of my head, um, which I have, my brain is very lackluster with the amount of beer I've drunk in the last 10 years. Um, Barney, what did you think of it? I, and I think it's a little bit of that's blown out of proportion because the first six were ruck infringements or professional fouls. Yeah. So it wasn't until... It the, wasn't even the head highs. It wasn't until the Saturday that the head highs started. But um, Oh, Gamble went for head high. Yeah, that's um, the, that was the first one. But um, the, the, the four in the Tigers right, game were all professional fouls. Yeah, yeah. The two in the next game were professional fouls. And I think the first one on Saturday was a professional foul. Yeah. Um, but yes, it, back to the point. Realistically, you could um, a few of those could have been put on report and not uh, and dealt with after the game rather than having uh, 12 against 13 or 11 in some cases. But um, if that's, if that's the way they're going, man, that's the way it's gonna it's gonna yep. have to go. I agree yep. with it wholeheartedly. Um, like to direct shoulders and swinging arms into the head, you know, no, you don't sign up for that. No, when you, cut it out when you're gonna play a game of football. <laughs> 
Um, the Papali one was probably the worst, and oh, Maguire's one was was up there as well. <laughs> oh, and good old Herman. I, I don't know what's going on. Herman was the worst. But, I um, don't know how Toto didn't stay down for at least a couple seconds after that. He was whacked, and he like bounced back up, and he was. That's Toto. Yeah. Those boys don't yeah, like that. That he, he literally he like <laughs> bounced back up. All right, ready to go. Like that was. But, well, yeah. they were the three send offs, weren't they? So, yeah. um, oh, to, for for me, oh no, sorry, yep. it was the other yep. send off, but um. Yeah, you just can't. Obviously, it's the way it's going to be now. I wouldn't be surprised if it's a little bit. Um, there's not as many send-offs in the next week or two. I think they might rein it back a fraction, but it's, it looks like that's the way it's going to be, and I'm all for it. So yep. I think they wanted to make a statement. I'm with you as well. I'm yep. all for it as well. Yep. But if that was any other week, if, let's go back two weeks ago, those first six that you said, um, Daggy, they're just ruck infringements. They're, well, they're the professional fouls. They probably ten. would have been 10 in the bin, and, and that would have been it. That's you know it. what I mean? And the rest of them probably would have been let go in pre- Previous weeks, but yep. um, the only one I got a problem with was that Tyson Gamble one. That was seriously, yeah. come on, man. He did leave his feet. He jumped, yeah, he but did, yeah. yeah. <sighs> the thing is, you, you, yes, you said it many times. You're going to make the head sacred. Uh, I've got yeah. no issue with that then being the case, and uh, I, I can envisage them winding it back maybe a notch, maybe not yeah. crank it to eleven. But I think this round will be maybe down one. But I've got no problem with them yep. continuing on it. Because most of those, a lot, the SAS one was just lazy. Yeah. The Fui oh. one was just yeah. lazy. The rest. Yeah. But they were running out of the line as well. But yeah. It's <laughs> all <laughs> one, mate. And all of them look worse in slow motion. Mm. And you know, like if I run at you and oh, well, and you step me, you're going to throw an arm out. Mm-hmm. So it, it does look worse in slow motion. But I get it. I, I sympathise with the Teddy shot because when Tedesco runs, when he ducks back to that left, he always collapses. Yeah, that was probably the one I had the biggest issue So with, um, what else was Lachlanburg yeah. supposed to do in that situation? Yeah, he stood there. He even sort of dropped his posture a fraction, but, you know, he mm. hit him with the inside of his elbow yeah. when the bloke's on his knees. What, what can you do? Where, where can that? you go? You're already swinging. You're already ready but, to tackle. Um, there's no coincidence he's been copped high, what, three times, three or four times this year. Um, well, Moreira got him the other week, the yeah. power game. Yeah, yeah. and... Um, Ferreira got him. Ferreira and Curran got it. Was it Curran he got as well? He got off when Curran got off. Was it Teddy? Anyway, not sure. The, uh, so I think I think in in terms of we, we agree with the NRL stance basically is what we're saying. Yeah, hundred percent. And to the the thing that's pissed me off about this the most is surprise, surprise, the fans because all the fans saying oh the game will be dead in a couple of years or people saying oh I'm not watching again. Shut up, you're going to be watching next week. Yeah. Like you just are. It's it, it's the complete opposite. I agree with Valandis. Eventually, if we don't start protecting the head, the game might eventually die off because of that. I, I just see it around my local area and from like parents I talk to a lot of them get their kids playing soccer at least initially because they don't want their kids getting hurt playing rugby league and that's why soccer's growing so much in New South Wales that's part of the reason at the start of the 80s John Quayle when he became I think it was the CEO of the New South Wales Rugby League or whatever it was then he went to the bank to get a loan for the game he wanted a million dollars they said we're only willing to give you 6,000 because your game's too violent people were being turned off because the game was too violent right the game was dying because of the violence and that's when we started to see the change in the biff right so it's actually the opposite if this continues future generations aren't going to grow up wanting to play rugby league or wanting to watch rugby league because it because of that here's the thing and i see because i have a a four-year-old son yeah uh you know elijah he's off his head he'd be a great 
rugby league player. Um, do I? Jeez. But as as someone who what literally watches every game of footy, loves footy, talks footy, most times I'm at the pub, which is a lot of hours a week. Uh, obviously, do this show. I wouldn't necessarily be going. Around, I don't really particularly want him playing under five footy. No. Or maybe not under fives, but sort of. Yeah. I'm more worried from the sort of sevens through fifteens through yeah, well, the into yeah when he's tackling hundred kilo blokes yeah. and whatever else. It's um, it's a interesting. Yeah. And, I, and I don't know it well enough, and, and there's very smart people like Steve Chester who tell me it's perfectly fine, and I, and I believe him because um, he's done it for a long time. So he'd be actually a good guest to, to talk about this sort of stuff with. So maybe I'm in the wrong, but I would be pushing towards maybe playing an AFL or playing yeah. a soccer instead, at 100%. least to get up and going. But that's it, just me. You say that in AFL, you can still get shepherded off the ball then. 100%. A couple of years ago, a bloke fractured his skull by getting shepherded. And apparently the, um, the crowds in AFL aren't very much better than the Western Sydney League crowds. <laughs> But anyway, <laughs> well, I love Western Sydney yeah. crowds. You leave us alone, and, and that's what it comes. Back no, Western to. Sydney and NRL crowds yeah. are fine. It's the parents the issue. It, the thing is, too, people saying that oh, it's going to turn into Oztag. It'll be touch footy. No, it won't. We're still going to have tackling in the game, and that's what people need to realise. The tackling is not the issue. The proper tackling. It's getting people in the head. And I'm sorry, has it? People say all oh, these new rules. It's you know, it, it's ruining the game. Has it not been a rule since 1908 that you cannot not tackle the head? head? They're just cracking down on a rule that's been around since 1908. Yes. It, it was there and in the all. 80s. And you know what? There and were, in fairness to Vlandes, that's all yeah. he said. He goes, yeah. mate, we're, we're just enforcing the rules. And, and, and you know yeah. what? There were a couple of high tackles on the weekend that resulted in send-offs that would have been send-offs back then as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd but, say there would have been more send-offs back then than there are now, to be honest. We're usually a bit lenient. Yes, players get put on report and such, but maybe a binning or they just go on report. We're actually cracking down and probably sort of getting back to the 80s in, in that sense where there are more send-offs. Um, I'm fine with it. I feel like we do need to find a middle ground just to try and keep the flow of the game going a bit. Maybe if a play... Because we, we can tell when Tedesco's dropping his centre of gravity and it just happens to be a hit. I'd say we are probably able to tell those apart and maybe just put that on report or just give that a penalty and then a sin bin or a send-off for a careless... I'll, that's where your common sense has got to come yeah, into play. I, exactly. It, it should always be at least six a of the. Yeah. So if you take six out, that leaves, what, seven? And I'd say maybe four of them could have easily just been left on report. Yeah. And the other week would have been on report. Well, what we say? Four of them were fine. just profe- proper professional infringements yeah, and, anyway. Uh, and so in terms of the now the new crackdown, which didn't really last the weekend, it seemed to last the Friday night in terms of <laughs> uh, three strikes <laughs> and you're going in the bin. Um, infringements. Any yeah. thoughts on that, Barn? Oh, we've been calling them for it for a while, mate. Um, that first, when they give away that uh, the ruck infringement on the first tackle, or down on your own line just to set your defence. Yeah. You can't keep doing it, and fair enough. Um, yeah. Texoy won. Second one you well, got. It wasn't. He didn't do it three times, but the team He's had done the one it, who got so punished yeah. for He's it one because yeah. someone's got to cop it. Yeah. yeah. Just in terms of the ruck infringements as well, I want to make it clear because I did actually have a couple people message the page um, complaining about it, saying that, oh, there wasn't a warning given. You know, the referees have to give a warning. They do not have to give a warning. No. They they say they can penalise them three times and then it's a sin bin, but they do not have to give a warning. No. It's the players should know three and you're out. Well, hang um, on, you're winning. Was it the Dragons game? They did warn them and they did it. They anyway. did. Well, one, one of the most middle, referees the will games. warn the players just as a common courtesy, but they're well within their rights to not do that. And I think it might have been uh, maybe it was the it was either the Tigers, Newcastle, Brisbane, Manly game where they didn't warn them, and that that's, was that's where the controversy was from. But it's it's no, the referees do not have to warn the players. Really, the players should know themselves. If you've given a set of six away three times in that one yeah. before you get to tackle five already, yeah. you should know yourself. Yeah. Like you, you're already done. Yeah, and I believe it's 
within a 10-minute period, three ruck infringements within 10 minutes, then it's a sin bin. Well, it was within about a minute and a half. Yeah, they were on their line. <laughs> you know? Yes, it was. It was sec- yeah, first yeah. tackle, second tackle, and then yeah. fourth tackle or something. It's, like, it's game over straight away. It, un- it was unlucky for, what was it, Hoy? Yeah, you got sent, but well, sent. someone's yeah. got to cop it. Yeah. That's your team discipline there. Um, so the upshot of that is I did have the full list, but essentially Maguire got five weeks, Fumiano five weeks, Papali three weeks, Ravalawa two uh I think they're the main suspensions. Have I missed one there? And Tarek, Tarek got, got a, game. a game. Herman SSE got four. Yeah. Uh, Peach got two. White and one. White Hodgson and one. Hodgson one. And Ricky got. Actually, Ricky's was the worst. Actually, that was Ricky, understated. Ricky, that was a full blown headbutt. Was, yeah, that head was a headbutt he went live. Out, out of his that way. Should have been, yes, that should have been. Yes, that should have been a send off. You're looking up. He should be five there, and it said here only two to three. Yeah, I agree with and that. And Whiten's one as well. That's ugly. Like that. Oh, that the chop. The, the cannonball. Which yeah. Is, yeah. Um, well, that's you been know, outlawed for how long now? That should yeah, be six. What four or five years ago? They really clamped down on that, and we haven't really seen it. I think it was more of a brain snap than anything. He just didn't quite realise what he was doing. He just dove in at the legs trying to bring him down but yeah. that was bad man. That, yes. that can ACL out for season like. yep. I want to get straight to your peanut Ollie because it's been the weekend for peanuts uh, I've had enough I've left a few league groups because they're full of them um, have you got a peanut of the week this early on you know what I do have I don't have a specific peanut but I'm honestly just going to give it to the idiots who say the game's going to die in two years if we don't have people knocking each other out and I actually um, messaged and had a little chat to and not, not only that the blokes yeah. are there go oh the only reason they're concussed is because they're soft I'm sure they're fucking Ooh. sitting there I'm sure in their fucking hard life pack and boxes yeah. at Audi that they're, they're getting hit in the head heaps I'm sure yeah. like honestly I, I'd love to see any of they those people the try, try to stick his <laughs> up but yeah it, it, it's just stupid and like I've seen people online saying oh we're going to end up with every player having to wear headgear good I don't care if every player has to wear headgear. It doesn't take much away from the game for me. It might just be a bit harder to tell um, who, who the players are when they're playing. But is honestly, it compulsory in junior footy? So I know in, in, in Penrith Junior League, yeah. most clubs give headgear out at the start of the year okay. as a part of the gear, and they have team headgear, so yeah, they're, right. they're encouraged to because they're given a headgear okay, and they're no, expected to wear it. I, I, would, I, would, I honestly think, and it's not. Uh, this is uh, not a positive or negative comment, I honestly think within 15 years, everyone will wear headgear. Yeah, good. I don't mind. You look at Ameri- look at Gridiron though. You know, like they've got the full on helmets, and it doesn't stop. They're the worse cutting, than us. Man. It's it's worse. It's worse. It's generally the there for the cuts. It's to protect the um, you know getting split That's open true. above your yeah. eyes and around your ears and stuff like that. It's not to stop concussion. Concussions when your head goes yeah. from one speed to a complete stop, and your brain just the two things are yeah, and that's right. Skull, like the two things that stop concussions are mouth stop. gear because when you get knocked out, it's your teeth. Yeah, yeah. and and the rattling of the helmet what doesn't help. At all in regards that. No, I think yeah. it probably so uh, it, it enhances it for the Americans, actually, yeah. to be honest. Well, yeah. it's it's not like it's made out of the same material as our headgears are. Like, no, no, that, of that's course proper hard. No, no, no. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, it's just, it, yeah. it's part of that as well is perception, and, and perception yeah. becomes reality with this yeah. sort of stuff. So, But they can hit off the ball well, as well. Like, look yeah, at how many yeah. dirty things you can yeah. do in NFL compared to well, they dive around. with their heads. Yeah. So yeah. That's that's they you can hit knees and all that. That's grass cutting and everything. You can, well, legally, you can't leave with your head. All of this, yeah, just comes back to a previous argument that we've had. Code so many times. It's just 
the older generations thinking the game's getting soft and because the game isn't the way they grew up watching it, they think it's dying. No, the game's not dying, it's evolving away from you. If the game's the same as it was in the 80s for those guys, that's great. Most of that generation's going to die off in the next 20 to 30 years, but what about the generations come... No, I'm being honest. I'm being honest. No, and the, gener and the generations growing up who like the new game and watch it, if it's just how it was back then, no one's going to be interested in it and then the game will die off. game's not dying off. Your game's dying but off. But the, the whole generation and of that kids that came sport. through doing the Benji Marshall flick pass, not one of them sit at home going, man, I wish I got to see Blocker exactly. Roach knock out Les Dowling. Oh, exactly. Oh, oh, they want to do the hop, skip like and jump and the flick pass that Benji does. And, yeah. and as I've said, like I've gone back and watched old games, and yes, I've been en en entertained, but the big thing I find is that the best players from back then had the same skill level as the players of today and they actually played the game and they didn't look to go out and knock each other's heads off. The ones who did would not make it today. There were plenty of them. Probably 70% of the players, especially in the 60s and 70s, just and, went out and, and tried to also back forgotten each other. Is They're actually that, not that good. Is no. that, is your Steve Roach, for example, yeah. end up, I think he was suspended for 150 games of his career. Yeah. So it wasn't like suspensions didn't exist. Uh, send-offs didn't exist. It happened every week. Yeah. So... And it's there was, just madness. There were people... But I, I, I'm doubling down because, honestly, there's yeah. some peanuts, and I'm going to get an early slap in too because the, the comments yeah. I saw about this shit over the, uh, as a result of it and about the game dying, uh, you're all peanuts. Send your kids out this weekend to play and, you know, under the rules before before this crackdown and see how you like it when they're getting beat yeah, to shit. And I, I ask us players, I, because of this, I messaged, I'm not sure if you guys remember, Brett Horsnell, um, played for the Crushers, Parramatta for a bit. He's currently dealing with a legal case. I believe he has a brain tumour because of shit. I asked and I was like, what do you think of all this? He's like, they should have brought it in sooner. You hmm. ask most ex-players, they're all for this. Because a lot of them, look at your likes of Mario Fennick, has memory loss. He pretty yeah. much lost his job at Channel 9 because he, he could not be in front of an audience anymore because of memory loss, because of getting too many knocks. Steve Fogg's died of a heart attack. They tested his brain. He had CTE. Like, this is serious. Like, yeah. And, and people and just can't CTEs, get through their heads. You can't, it's, it's not diagnosed till after yeah, you exactly. die. But, um, yeah, it's a serious issue. I'm glad they're addressing it. And at the end of the day, it comes down, what it comes down to is it should have been on for, for decades yep. and took someone with the balls that Volandis has to go, well, you know what, we're going to fix it. Yep. And he, he's happy to cop the flack. And I'm sure we'll come out um, the other side. They got, like I said, 131,000 through uh, Magic Round. The, the game's going okay. Yep. I've enjoyed the game the last couple of years as much as I have ever. So can't complain. Yeah, it opened up the attack a fair yeah. bit, obviously, with a few extra people off the field. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. yeah. I don't think anyone lost directly because they had well, players what, what team got beaten on the weekend because of Sandos? None. No. Penrith got sent off and they fucking won. scored 18 points. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Broncos had a few points put on them, but they were falling apart before that yeah. happened mm. anyway. So yeah. Yeah. And you know what? It was a slight annoyance seeing the game getting stopped for a player being sin bin. But honestly, let's just say we get the same product every weekend that we got during Magic Round, the product that people are blowing up about. It, it won't stay like that, but if it did, I'd still probably cop it because it, it's a minor inconvenience for me. And I can still watch and enjoy the game, but that's just me. And, and the great thing about how, if you had gone live and watched all those Magic Round games, you would have got to see Tommy Turbo at his best, yep. Teddy and Angus Crichton at their best, two Australian players, um, Nathan Cleary, the best halfback in the game, at his best, DC, probably the second best halfback in yep. the game, at his best. Um, go through the list, everyone, all the big wigs you wanted to see were yeah, and guess up, what? Really. And guess who you, you didn't really get to see because they got their head nearly knocked off, Ryan Pappenhausen, who's one of the players yeah. who everyone would have gone to see, and Peter Volandis brought it up. He's like, we don't want a situation where one of our marquee players who fans pay to come to see lying lifeless on the ground for five minutes at the 
the start of a game because he's just had his head whacked. Like, handles off the ball too. E- exactly. Like if that was a one-off game, if you've if you've flown down to Amy, your one trip to Melbourne, oh, you'd for the be year, livid. Flown yeah. down to Amy Park, exactly. And two minutes in, Papenhausen's KO'd. You'd be, wouldn't you be more angry than the bloke, hundred percent, everyone else there? Um, Injury-wise, uh, Matt Dufty looks to about six weeks with AC joint for his shoulder. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit in Supercoach. Uh, big injuries. I don't have my notes. Anything else come to mind, Barn? Karen. Karen uh, Peck, two to four. Looking two to, anywhere from two to six, depending on severity. Uh, a few other niggles. Michael Hunt did his hamstring. And yeah, back out. Obviously brought him back too early. Way too early. Because <laughs> he didn't look like he was fresh and yeah, went again. Serious issues. Halfway through the game. Was it a Warriors player at Dunny's elbow? It's Karen. Current. Yeah. It wasn't a pack, it was an elbow. That elbow was sorry, it was an elbow, hyperextended elbow. Uh, and there's one more which I've just escaped, and I can't be looking up the NRL physio. Ollie will do that for me. Uh, <laughs> should we get into no other real news? The signing stuff is do we talk about Moses last week? He's uh, we, I think essentially we agreed to him. four weeks at par- four more years at Paradema. How does that strike you? Well, the way it's gone, the boys will listen to this anyway, and they'll rail me for this. I'm okay with it because there's not many halfbacks out there, so that's true. <laughs> I'll let him go. <laughs> bring, bring me a trophy, then I'll say something good about him. Fair enough. Um, I've got a, a bunch of rumours here that I sent earlier. Now, there are a fair few, so I'll, you if you're, I'll run Go through and we'll get a you like drive. it, don't like it, whatever, if that's okay. Um, so uh, these are pretty much all reports, but the first one, so th- these are from last Thursday, so covering the past week. we got the Courier Mail report. Branko Lee has signed a two-year deal with the Broncos. Like it, don't like it, guys. What's the... Fine. Yeah, it's good signing. Good yep. signing for Brisbane. Yep. They need, they need some help. Yeah. Seven News Brisbane report the Titans have begun talks with Anthony Milford, Milford's management. If you're getting him for 400, you're getting him for probably 350. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Uh, if he, yeah, if he's asking any more than that. Depends if they want Blake Austin. Yeah, how serious that we'll, is. We'll get to him. Yeah, yeah. I think Milford knows he's yeah. a he's probably playing for a 350-400 contract right now, so yeah. you might get the best out of him. Where you play him at the Titans... <laughs> I'd play him in front of Ash Taylor. That's probably true, yeah. Um, keep going. Uh, Fox Sports are reporting the Bulldogs are set to sign Toby Rudolph with the Ford believed to have already toured the club's facilities at Belmore. Definitely keen to hear Barney's thoughts on this as a Sharks fan. Oh, he's, a, he's a good up-and-comer, mate. He looks like he'll fit into most um, most Ford packs anywhere, really. Um, he's, he's been a bit quiet the last couple of weeks. I'm not sure exactly what's going on there, but... Um yeah, he's a good player, man. He'd be a good signing for <laughs> be a good signing for anyone. I, I wanted the Sharks to keep him, but if he doesn't stay, he doesn't stay. Can, you, can, you, do? can you tell me how are the Sharks going to be improve at all next year? Yeah, we're just going to find out in the off season if they if they do buy yeah. anybody or not. But yeah. it's not looking good. They're, they're, you know how I was since about October last year, I was writing that the Tigers would finish wooden smoothness this year. Obviously, that won't happen. But I'm starting to get the same vibes with Cronulla for next year. Well, I just don't see how they're going to be better. It could get close this year if they keep going. It, the it, it could be that <laughs> them in Newcastle. Good disappointment. <laughs> no, you're, you're yeah, right. Actually, I, you I tipped them at the start of the year, but, and they, I was eating my words for five rounds, but the, the madness that happened with the board yeah. to get rid of Morris, to get, uh, as, as again. Drop-off was like, as soon but as then the again, coach goes, they've just, fucking most they've of them don't worse. want to play, man. They're just not even, like, considering the effort they were getting out of them in the first four weeks, this goes so back, put it up to what they've put up for the last four weeks. But this goes back to another peanut. He's another peanut. I didn't write his name down, but he's a peanut. Like, apparently that's the NRL's fault. It's the NRL's fault the Cronulla suck. <laughs> because, oh, it's not fair. Melbourne and East have a good team and Cronulla oh, don't. Don't get me well, started. Well, you've, you've just let yeah. your overperforming coach go. Sacked him on the spot for no reason. They were overperforming. Were they four from five? 
three and two, three and two, and and unlucky in the other two. Mm -hmm. Uh, You've let your premiership winning halfback walk out the door as a result. You're not interested in re-signing the New Zealand halfback. I'm not too worried about the turnstile. You can go. No, but the point is, it's if you look, if you worry about who's like, at least have a plan for what's next. And they don't. And they're going to let Rudolph go. They they re-signed Talakai, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, they've re-signed Talakai. but, like, how, what is their plan? But for fans to sit there and go, oh, no, it's not fair, the comp's not fair, well, these boards the, need to be held accountable. The yep. next one on Ollie's list, uh, Tony would probably be a pretty good like-for-like swap yeah. if they do go, if he comes across to the Sharks from Can't the Can't believe dogs, let him go. Well, Fox Sports are reporting Sharks, Dragons and Cowboys are after a Tony, so there might be a mini bidding war there. He's a good young kid also, mate. Like, he looks like he'll make a name for himself over the next few years. So. Well, possibly that could be a part of the Rudolph deal, maybe. He's a little bit older, isn't he? But, yeah. Yeah. Um, on the Bulldogs still, Sydney Morning Herald are reporting that both the Bulldogs and the Storm are trying to sign Tyson Gamble. Melbourne, obviously, as a, a 14 or a backup to Munster and Hughes. Not sure of the, the hype on Gamble, to be honest. I don't no, get I don't how know. he suddenly... First game was massive effort, and he, he provides effort, but I'm not sure what, what much of it. I don't no, understand... Like four or five games? I don't, this is no. how desperate the comp is for playmakers. Is I don't understand how you can have one... I'd say half... Gutsy performance and be in a Melbourne Storm Raider, which you'll probably go down there and do quite well. Probably would do quite well. And I'm sure Anthony Milford would go down and do quite well or be a somebody, but... I think I could go there and probably do okay. But, I mean, I, I don't understand <laughs> how clubs can be... Junior ranks can be so bereft of playmakers. Um... You know, I've talked a lot about Jock Madden, for example. Uh, why aren't these people in... Like, why aren't you taking... Well, why would you rather a 28-year-old Tyson well, Gamble than a 22-year-old Jock Madden? Who, yeah. There's a reluctance from most clubs to play their kids in the halves, man. They just they don't bring them through early. Like, yeah. when, how many have come through young recently? You've had your Moses and Cleary and Luai, and that's probably about it. Yeah, and like, which team's going to piss the comp in this year? So, they, um, yeah, they, they always seem to want to bring wait the kids till they're 24, 25 before they give them a spot in the halves. You know why? Because because clubs are run by boards that don't actually have any idea about football, and, and they go, "We can't sign a twenty-year-old." I think go they're get, worried about yeah, the head money. as well, you know, because if like, if you get into a head of a of a playmaker at a young age, it could, you know, obviously could backfire. And well, it depends on the demeanor of that career, person. But who's yeah. a, uh, who's a top five halfbacks right now in the comp? Cleary, DCE, Reynolds. Jerome Hughes. They're three right there. Jerome Hughes. Yeah, who's number five? Probably Sam Walker? Mi- probably Moses. Yeah, Moses or Walker. <laughs> well, let's say top six. So Moses. Sam Walker and Cleary are both, what, under, well, one's 18, one's 22. Yep. <laughs> so, hello. Yeah. Um, I don't put too much... And, and kudos, and actually kudos, yeah. when Gus was here, Penrith backed the two young playmakers, yep. and kudos to Uncle Nick, who backed an 18-year-old playmaker and got rid of the previous playmaker, and he's probably been proven right, who looks like he might be on the way back to the Sharks next year. Um... It, well, it didn't last long there. Um, for an 18-year-old, so kudos to, to two blokes with the balls to back up. I and mean, apparently, I guess uh, Rusty's the same because the reason Reynolds is going is because they want um, the young fella in there. So I mean, Look at Brisbane. Is it Walsh wouldn't have... Uh, another one. Uh, there's another Lake one. Taff. Taff. Imagine chucking Walsh into the Brisbane side where Gamble is at the moment. Yeah, and yeah. Like, and again, he's gone to the Warriors. Did, and yeah, mate. And who's that? Gus. He's killing it. <laughs> yeah, Gus is at the Warriors. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I don't put too much stock into this next one, but the Courier Mail are reporting that the Broncos are trying to sign Suliasi Vunivalu. I believe he's on something like 900k to play on the wing in rugby, so I don't think he's going to be moving anytime soon. You wouldn't think so. Depends and they just want a to championship too. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, might want to do something though. I'm happy to quickly skip over that one, but Fox Sports reporting that the Tigers have joined the race to sign Dane Gagai. Daggy. Yeah. Um, 
well, yeah, whatever. Uh, uh, yeah. 31-year-old centres. No, look, he's, 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 he's in... He's, last year, he's been in probably career-best form. So his last Good two years have probably been yeah. his best. Compared to what's so, there, I'm yeah. fine with that. If it means... I just... I, I need to understand if you bring Gildard in. Lila was on a player... A club option, so he's probably on the outer, I'd assume. Um, he's been pretty good the last two weeks, but still got well, his shit Rob, in him. What he, Robert's um, reserve grade for his Robert's last will never play first grade again, I would hope. Um... <laughs> So that, that's that sorted then. Well, am I wrong? <laughs> yeah. No, no, you're not yeah, wrong. That, I just love yeah. how you um, say it. And, yeah, that's fine. It, it's something. Um, oh, yeah, please wait. Yeah. It's something. I'll, I'll be happy with Dan Gay Guy to play for the West Tigers. Yes, yeah. I don't have issue with that. Interesting one here. Daily Telegraph reporting Chris Sandow wants a second chance in the NRL and he's willing to play for 150k. So that is a minimum contract. Um, I, I guess my question to you guys, who could use him the most and how would they use him? Because I don't see him starting for any NRL club. No, Possibly start. the first backup for a couple. Yeah, that's about it. I think you answered your own question. He's 32, I believe, as well. So, sorry, man. Yeah, uh, he's he's, 30, he's 32 as well, so he's getting on a bit. But if he if what's I'll, he now playing for Moree or somewhere? Like, if, if he's it, probably the size of a house. If you had to pick, honest. if you had to pick Why one club, he? though, you have to pick a club, <laughs> an NRL club where he can either Melbourne. be the backup or it, Melbourne. He'll probably win. Yeah. What about Cooper? Cooper Johns is still there. Why are these people giving him? Whatever. As long as it's not the West Tigers, I couldn't care less. But honestly, why are these people being given airtime? Someone wanted to write a story. Yeah. He's right. It's stealing time out of my life to consider that because no club's going to sign. You know who will sign him? Probably Brisbane. Because it's quite clear right now. It's quite clear right now. Kevin Walters doesn't know what the fuck's going on yeah. at that club. Like, oh, we signed Carmichael Hunt. <laughs> he might end up on a minimum yeah, contract playing reserve grade somewhere. He might end up at South Slogan Chris or something. Chris Sandow is one of the only players I've seen go over to the Super League and be shit. Like he played, a, he <laughs> oh, played a few, he played a. No, so where would you like he, him, Ollie? The Titans. He played a he played a few games for Warrington, right? And and the fans were like chanting for him to get back on the plane back to Australia. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what they're like over there, so savage. Well, if I had to pick a club. Bulldogs might might take him if they miss out on Gamble, but you'd have to think maybe a Brisbane or honestly Melbourne to never play first grade and play for Sunny Coast. That's the story of his career. Like I think he had about a year and a half where he was probably at his best, and even then he was inconsistent and he was in and out of teams. And yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, Sporting News report that the Cowboys have joined joined the race for Nico Hines. I think better off going to Brisbane if he wants to start at fullback because Holmes is starting to get all right and they've literally just signed two halves. So he'll probably end up in the same situation that he's currently at at Melbourne, except not a very good team. So why would you? That's just my two cents on it, unless you play Holmes on the wing. If you considered going to North Queensland, you're better off staying at Melbourne if you need to go. Yeah, exactly. Um, I would be very. I actually think he'd probably have to stay at Melbourne. I reckon he'll I stay at Melbourne too. To. Well, apparently he wants to play first grade, like a, be a, a starting mm. a starting fullback. That's what he wants apparently. So, but would you take Jermaine Azarko? Yeah, but same as he, he's not a bad fullback for Brisbane. Well, no, he's, he's not same as the cheese wants to be a starting hooker, but when push comes to shove, he'll go. Oh, I'll stay one more year. Put Azarko. Well, on the if win. if Harry ends up, well, a better if, if Harry ends up coming off the bench for Melbourne every week, he might stay. But um, last one came out this morning. Fox Sports are reporting that if the Broncos miss out on Hines, they're going to focus on trying to sign Matt Dufty, as the Dragons are reportedly looking to play Cody Ramsey at fullback from next year onwards full time, and that's why they've not re-signed Dufty yet. Well, well look, he, he's got at least a month there at Bris- the moment now with. Dufty being out with his injury. Brisbane yeah. can do a lot worse than sign Matt Dufty. Yeah. I feel sorry for the bloke. I don't understand what's not being seen in him. 
It, it, but yeah, yeah, a bit of a clutter for the signing reports. The this other week, one was, and, and the other mail was Dragons are chasing, were chasing Mumbai. That's right. Yeah. And balked at the fact Tigers said, "Will you pay for him?" Then. <laughs> so, um, well, look, out of all of these, personally, I'd say the one that will most likely come true. I'm not saying all of them won't. But I'm saying probably Toby Rudolph to the Bulldogs as he's reportedly already toured the club facilities. And this year, there have been three players who have reportedly toured club, club facilities and they've now signed with those clubs, that being Xavier Coates to the Storm, Tom Dearden to the Cowboys, and I believe Townsend as to well North to the Cowboys. Yeah, and it was all reported at first that they toured the facilities and then like a week later, they'd signed. So, so I'd it's say 100% probably, strike rate at the moment. Yeah, I'd, I'd say Rudolph to Bulldogs most likely. Talking to you earlier, Ollie, it, the, the bloke who's off contract at the end of this year is Jacob Little, and someone like the dog could use a decent hooker to actually give him some half-decent service. Yeah. Uh, and whether he might end up staying at the Tigers, I've got no issue with him staying there, but... Um, I'm surprised he's not someone that's well, some of like, these clubs yeah. uh, are chasing a little bit harder because he's very clean service. He doesn't miss tackles. He, yeah, he's a he's a very good footballer. I feel <laughs> like his stock has dropped just because he was because he was dropped to reserve yeah. grade. But the thing is, he never got dropped because he was playing bad. It was just Simkin was playing that good that they had to play him. So I feel like yeah, and again, in injury prone. Um, so, yeah, maybe needs another year, yeah, but that's but, fine. Yeah. No, it's just a thought. Um, on that note, everybody, we're back to talk about the Magic Round. Uh, kicked off on Friday night at 6 o'clock with the West Tigers taking on the Knights. 36-18 uh, to the Tigers, uh, which were pretty good, who were pretty good, and probably 12 of those points, I'd say, were a little bit lu- unlucky to concede or just a soft to concede, would say. There's some soft um, tries in this game, yeah. yeah um, so. Six tries to four, five out of six conversions, played one out of four for the Knights. One penalty goal out of one attempt from the Tigers, 80% completion played 69%. 36 out of 45 sets played 31 out of 45 sets. Five line breaks to six. 15 tackle busters, 27 from the Knights. And three force dropouts by Newcastle. 10, uh, 10 offloads played nine. There was no 40-20s all weekend, I'm pretty sure. Uh, 295 tackles played 344 from Newcastle. Five ruck infringements to four. Two inside the 10 from, uh, from the Tigers and zero from the Knights. Seven penalties conceded to 10, eight errors to 13. We had two sin bins from each team. Uh, Little with 37 tackles, Braley with 40, Brooks with 183 metres and Clemmer with 169. Brooks missed five tackles and made nine. Offen Gowie missed four and made 28. And Bradman Best missed three and made 15. Supercoach points were Dewey with 114, Brooks with 78, Talau with 74, and then Frizzell with 73. Yeah, got gifted fifth, uh, 14 at the end there. Um... <laughs> Knights are fucking atrocious. They were embarrassing. And you know what the sad thing about the Knights is is that is their full-strength forward pack. Yeah. They were not missing anyone from the front half of their team, and they got owned, um, apart from for, for from Frizzell yeah. trying very hard, I suppose. Uh, Lachlan Fitzgibbing, uh, let's get my pop plan out of the way early because <laughs> he owned that award last year. Six six <laughs> runs for 36 metres in 80, 80 minutes. Uh, it means Lachlan Fitzgibbing can reclaim his crown of uh, Barney found him last year most weeks. And I think um, no, that was Trev. He was Trev. Oh, was I you? was with Riley Jacks you were last Riley. year. Oh, the rats were <laughs> harsh, uh, But they were very average. I've said before their edge defence is terrible, and it was shown to be the case. Uh, Wasn't it? Yeah. Great uh, great play to move Dewey out there. They basically moved the whole attack of the, for the West Tigers a pair wider, and it showed. It was it was very good. Barney, what do you think about it all? 
yeah, the Tigers were great for 60 minutes. I think they dropped off at the bit at the back end, which mm. sort of evened up the scores a little bit. Uh, more than what Newcastle deserved anyway. Um, the, the first two tries were, were pretty soft. Um, and the last two tries from the yeah. from Newcastle. So, sort of, yeah, there was... Um, well, the, yeah, the, you take the Frizzell try the off the end of, because they, yeah. they were in the they sheets. Were, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the Braley try as well, yeah. where he just looked one way and they all ran that way. Oh, okay. So he Oops. jumped out the other side and scored. Yeah. Um, the first two from the Tigers were pretty soft as well, I thought. Um, it was just Moses floating back in with a nice short ball and then straight down the guts. Like, how the middle opens up like that after eight minutes oh, or whatever it was, yeah. I have no idea yeah, no. how your middle yeah. falls apart like that, but it did. And um, yeah, the whole Tigers pack was pretty solid. Um, I don't even their bench. Um, they didn't. They were, didn't play a lot of minutes, but they were impact was when they were on the field. He just has a presence, doesn't he? When he's on yeah, the field, yeah. Blore, like so he felt that, like he was um, doing safe half as yeah. well. They've um, they've got a bit of mongrel about them, and they, yeah. they, um, their efforts are, are generally pretty strong. Uh, Dewey and Brooks, they just it was their show. They ran the show for the From entire a night. As well. and yeah, he did sort of pop in and play a little bit of five eight at times, where he sort of jagged back in the middle. But um, well, like I said, they, they basically just moved the whole team a pair wider. The way Dewey plays, and yeah, I was skeptical of it. That's honestly, I picked Newcastle. Like that's what ruined my perfect. <coughs> excuse me, that's what ruined my perfect round. But yeah, same here. it worked. Like if it's going to work, why well, you got the dirtiest smile <laughs> on your face? <laughs> uh, Ollie and I are the first to pick a perfect round on this podcast this year. I think we are. I think yeah, we are. I believe so. so. There we go. At uh, sixes and sevens. So as yeah. soon as Ponga missed out, I, I wanted to change back to the Tigers, but I knew I'd never hear the fucking end of it. No, if I did. Yeah, I was with you on that. I'm like, I'm going to stick to me guns here. <laughs> well, but it worked, you know what? It worked. It let Luke Brooks actually open up his game a little bit more. It was great. Yeah. And it gave Dewey, Dewey a bit more structure, especially with his running game. Like yeah. He had his lines that he had to run. And, and look, yeah. what he's got, he scored a try and all the kicks as well and yeah, done what he had to do. So, yeah. Yeah. It worked for West Tigers. Going forward, I think that's. I think that, I think the original plan was more element of trust in defence and knowing you've got a body there that can tackle a ponger on that sweet play. Um, it was a bigger boy. Yeah, and they stuck with it. Anyway, Barnett, yeah, what else? Yeah, well, there wasn't really much to mention from Newcastle. Frizzell was their best by a fair way, even though he snuck that try in at the end, which he probably didn't deserve. But he got, um, he had 10 runs, got seven line breaks, yeah. and, um, you know, and he made 32 tackles without missing one. So Does he play Origin? A, He's sort of the forgotten body. I don't Tyson. think he does. I think yeah. he's, I think they've gone past him. Yeah, I don't think Jake does either. I think they'll pick him because they like him, but I'll Jake will play. Jake T, you reckon plays? Yeah, yeah. Jake will play. I reckon Tyson will still be there. Mm. I, oh, I, I think Freddie's in this. What were your thoughts, Ollie, watching the game? My thoughts, well, but the big thing for me was Luke Brooks had just about a blinder of a game, I thought. I thought best it, game it, it was really good. Four years? Yeah. yeah um, they, uh, Since he started first grade? Newcastle. No, that's I'm, <laughs> afi- I'm officially ready. I had Newcastle 10th to start the year, but I think genuinely think they're bottom four. I, I think they're going to finish in the bottom four. At, at, that way. As of yeah, can, can you tell me one positive 11? to take out? And then when you got O'Brien sitting there after the game going, I don't know how we're going to fix it. Well, it's not exactly. That doesn't say. And now they're having a old mate in charge is having yeah. a inquisition into what, what's the word the. Uh, Anthony Seabold's probably gone. That's Danny Medeiros looks like yeah. he's what's, gone. What's a word? A review. They're having a, yeah. a club review, so you don't have reviews. Well, yeah. Every team does it. Yeah. Every team has a review at the end of every year. No, they have one right now. You only hear about the bad ones. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Maybe they'll go to the pub for a few beers like the Tigers board. But anyway, um, I genuinely think, and we brought this up a couple of weeks ago, even though they got smacked... 50 to 6 on the weekend. I genuinely think Brisbane would beat Newcastle oh, if no they doubt. played next week. Brisbane would beat Newcastle and 
the Dogs have probably put in an okay effort. And you'd have to think, well, the Tigers have now beaten Newcastle twice. So, yeah, they're done. They're gone. What do you think, Dad? Demo? No, I'm, I'm good before. Uh, anything else to add on either team? I, I oh, Braley and Man were the probably the only other two that from Newcastle that you'd um, say did any good. Um, Man's got something about him, but he needs somebody inside him yeah. um, to he's, help him out. Yeah, he's just spent so long him. being a hooker, being a, he doesn't mm. quite know. And, and, and he's never going to be stamped his team, and I don't think O'Brien's going to have yeah. the balls to go, that, Kurt, you're in charge of everyone. And Phoenix Crossland looked okay at times. Um, he could be something in a few years mm. from now. But Actually, Sorry, do, do you know what Newcastle's remind me of right now? Is mainly at the start of the season, without mm. Tommy T and without Caelan Ponga. Just but even with Caelan Ponga, like, he's their best player, but he doesn't win them games. Like, yeah, he, did. He's, he, he won he's against won Cronulla. Him, he's won them two or three games. Yeah. I, I'd say against Cronulla, but... There's a bit more talent at the moment in the Manly squad than what yeah, there is at Newcastle. Exactly. Because so Newcastle wouldn't be as good. Yeah. Newcastle wouldn't be as good. But I, I'm interested, sort of, looking towards Newcastle next year, right? So they've got Clifford coming in. Man's one of their better players. They've re-signed Pierce for a year, so... Do you start with Man and Pierce in the halves next season and start Clifford out in reserve grade, or does I think likely what they'll do is they'll start Clifford and Pierce because that's what they want? And Man will go back Man to will fourteen. Go, Man will uh, undeservedly probably go back to fourteen or reserve grade. But I think in that team Connor he could Watson play in the centres. Well. He could. What about Connor Watson then? Connor yeah, Watson's starting the centres. The centres are struggling. The centres are awful. The centres are struggling. Um, yeah, I think we agree. Um, I, 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 the only last thing on the Tigers, I like Joffa now. He's moved to lock. I think he's a better ball player. He's got he's got the best offloading team probably, and he doesn't mind distributing. Whereas Twile playing there just offered very little. They've no, he played like a front rower. And mm. so they've just gone, okay, you've got one job here, Alex. You do that. And uh, Joffa's getting the ball a bit wider now, which is good. Yeah, what do you, uh, you think of Jock? He didn't play too much, but like, like one kick and it went to someone. A couple of good kicks, yeah. I thought the kicking game was really good. I feel like he's a contingency plan. I think I feel like he'll sit there on the bench until Mumbai misses three tackles and then he'll get hooked. Um, and it didn't happen. So this the week. first ten. I think the way they play, we'll get to the preview. But I think the I think the way they play will suit playing the Warriors too. But we'll get to that later. Uh, for me, three points, Luke Brooks. I got to give him credit. Yeah. Two points, Dewey. Honestly, yeah. mm-hmm. And then I had one point off the top of my head was either going to be, ooh, Laurie, Nofa, Joffa, or um, or I thought it was Jimmy Tamo's best match for the club as well. Actually, but I, I would have gone. He snuck a, a try in there. Yeah, that was not his try. I'm not saying so much try. That was not his try. He go, stole that. I'd go Laurie. Probably one point for Laurie. me personally. Yeah, I had Laurie or Frizzell. Okay, we'll go for Laurie. Laurie. Cool. So yeah, three to Brooks, two to Dewey, one to Laurie. Let's get to the next game, which I don't have. My, I'm a bit lost with it. Manly, Manly Brisbane, 50, Broncos. That was the game. Eight tries to one. <laughs> eight out of eight conversions for Manly. One out of one for the Broncos, and a penalty goal from Manly. Eighty-seven percent completion played. Seventy-seven percent. Forty sets out of forty-six played. Twenty-four out of thirty-one. Eight line breaks to three. Forty-two tackle busts from Manly to eighteen from the Broncos. Twelve offloads played. Thirteen. Four four dropouts also from Manly to one from Brisbane. One ruck infringement from uh, from Manly, four from Brisbane, one inside the 10 for Manly, four penalties conceded to eight, nine errors to 12, and again, two bins, uh, two sim bins from each team. Crocker with 36 tackles, Tavita Pangai Jr. with 36, Paseca with 210 metres and Coates with 151. Turbo missed two tackles, made three. DCE missed four and made 16. And Paseca missed three and made 17. Asako missed three and made six. Uh, the halves had 12 misses uh, between them for, for the Brisbane side. Uh, 
And Tavita Pango missed six tackles also. Turbo with 119 supercoach points. DCE with 100. Saab with 100. And then another four players before you got down to Osako on 61 for Brisbane. What did you make of this one, Ollie? Uh, well, it was just a complete and utter blowout. I thought with the two players off for Brisbane, it really didn't help. They obviously weren't going to win the game, but I feel like that's why the scoreline was probably... Um, was what it was. I don't think Manly probably would have won by 50 if Ricky and Gamble won on the field. It was 13 against 11 and Manly just carved them up, opened up play and they were just... It, it was just... It was also terrible defence from Brisbane, like when they had players there, but yeah, it, it they pretty much couldn't stop it with 11 players and that's what really opened the game up. But yeah, it was just business as usual. Jason Saab looks like an absolute god at the moment, I'd say. Like Tommy Turbo's getting a lot of the the praise, but Saab's doing his job and actually not dropping balls. And he, what did he get a hat trick or two tries? Like he he played really well and we, we were very heavy just on him. And, he, and again, yeah. when we're pot, we've got to give credit, and he is now a terrifying prospect. Yeah. If he gets open space, oh, it, gone. And they use him really well. Yeah. They just they go they they wait for him to pop up, and you know, there it is. So. A, a certain phrase comes to mind when I think of Jason Saab at the moment. I'm trying to think, but I can't remember. Damo, maybe you can help me out. <laughs> There's a bit of pure filth there when he gets in. Sabra. Sorry, what was that? Sabra. 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 Actually, do you know who I'm a big fan of at the moment in uh, Manly's team? Is that Sean Kepi? Mm. He's, he, been, all right. he's yeah. been He's playing, been playing. He's doing he was, his uh, job. Trev's favourite for a long time. Been playing for Blacktown. He was just turned up, little tradesman or big tradesman, and did his job. And he's now just, he's he getting looks the like rewards. A big man child. Yeah, doesn't fucking grow one yeah. facial hair on his chin. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I wouldn't want him running at me either. No, I think he's been pretty good. You, for me. you wouldn't say it to him. Oh God. Don't you know? Thirty beers, maybe when I don't remember. But yeah, Barn, what do you take out of the game? Oh, I was ten minute arm wrestle followed by a seventy minute procession by. Manly who just did whatever the hell they wanted yeah. to that Brisbane defensive line. They carved it up on the outside, the inside, <laughs> wherever they, wherever they went. Yeah. They're just busting holes through Brisbane's defence and that's been their big problem for, what, two years now, if not longer. Um, yeah, DCE I thought was his best game of the year, probably yep. end last year as well. Yep. I thought he was really good. A um, couple of beautiful cutout passes, especially the one that hit Saab and put him down that sideline yep. and he was off and gone. But what he did in that first 20 before any points were actually scored was all DCE. And he was um, just on the ball constantly. Was, Every it, second it tackle said, had, it was on the ball, was it was chasing, it was kick chase, it was t- yeah. Without being a dick, do you think this comes back to Tommy Turbo as well, like listening out the back oh, for DCE? Because he, he didn't he have pretty much all last year. He didn't have him for the first few games at the start of the season. Except for, okay, Nathan Cleary aside right now, DC's the best supporting halfback in the game. Oh, He's a yeah. tremendous supporting halfback. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that really came back against the Tigers when Turbo Turbo turned the up. round? Yeah. Yep. And he just sniffed around that middle and he's tremendous at it. But this game he controlled from the start. I thought he was he kicking. Did. He was 100%. Yeah. Nice little pass from um, Tapao to put Kepi away under yeah. the post. The little short ball. That was a front row and a front row. Straight under the post. Asako's try was just him on his own. Like it was just pure effort. <laughs> he's had two yeah. blokes on his back and he's been one of the other shots. back up again. He, 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 yeah. he will actually, if they get a, a Nico Hines or someone, he'll actually better move into a centre. Yeah. Where he can have hands on ball and, and actually one be doing on his own time. stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. And have set lines to run yeah. and all the rest yeah. of that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think that'll help his game, as you said. Um, it was 20 to 6 at half time, but uh, the game was gone. Like, you could just tell yeah. at half time that yeah. there was no chance in Brisbane even getting 
close. And Heads were down walking in the sheds. <laughs> obviously, they didn't get anywhere near it. Um, Manly's pack was super strong, I thought. Um, I don't think there was anybody who had a bad game out of the Manly pack. Harper and Garrick, probably two, two like of the Morgan better Harper. on the field. Well, yeah. Don't tell me he's not a 70s porn star. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, um, oh, my God. I, my, my, uh, I had raps on him before the start of this season, obviously with the, some of the nice stuff he did at the back end my, last um, year. And Bulldogs let him go. My disaster class had him scoring and uh, BJ scoring for the Tigers, and uh, both of them were over the line and couldn't get there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, personal that's gripe true. for the week. Mate, my disaster class. Do you want to be your TV out the back then, eh? <laughs> it's small now. <laughs> it's because it's winter, you see. It's oh, okay, cold. right, right. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> it's because it's cold. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hass yeah. and Lodge tried their best to do something, yeah, they but that. they, you know, there's not much hey, two front rowers can do. What would Payne House be in a good team? Like, like he would be... Superstar. He'd be like a deli. A he'd be, you'd win a deli M as a prop <laughs> in a good team. <laughs> like, he's a superstar at Brisbane, but if you put him in a decent he's team... He's incredible. Unbelievable. It, he just works It's like if you take Payne House from Brisbane and take Luke Thompson from the Bulldogs, put him in a decent side, they're probably the best forward combination in the comp. Yeah, and right be. now they're both playing well, for shit teams. I sent you guys the graph about Luke Thompson's yeah. numbers. Um, and apart from minutes played, he's produced better numbers in every aspect than Angus Crichton this year, which is incredible in that team. So we'll get to that. Um, Herbie and Osaka. It, it also helps to be the only forward, essentially. Team, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Herbie was good, and so yeah. was Osaka, but the rest of the team, I don't have much to say about them, no. to be honest. No, <laughs> Fell apart after about 20 to 30 minutes, which is a constant theme with them. Yeah. And there's clear issue. And you can't, rightly right, you can't be going and changing your half combination every game and expect a result. <laughs> oh, and no. You can't. So there's. Well, what? Kelly's I'll, playing this week for him. Yeah, I have grave. And, and what, I'll tell you now, within, when's he allowed to? As soon as Carmel Khan's allowed to, he'll be playing. He's allowed, he's he's allowed, allowed to be playing to yeah. yeah. He'll be playing. He'll be playing next three weeks. You watch. Um, because it, I don't know what Kevy thinks he's going to do and hooks snaffling up well, all his old players. Well, he's, well, back, he's now brought back Corey Parker to be an assistant coach when in the pre-season he didn't even get the call to come back for training and just shanked yeah. him like that and yeah. now he's brought him back. Yeah. The, the thing He'd is, be better off getting Parker out in the field. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The way they're going, yeah. yeah. The reason as to why I've been advocating for Albert Kelly, the, the proper reason as to why I've been doing it when I'm not just being a dickhead is... <laughs> Well, no, Croft and Milford have had their chance, right? And they've proven that they're they're not putting in the effort. You bring a guy back over from England, second chance. I don't think he's going to be too good, but you're at least going to get that effort. He's at least going to want to play, if you get what I mean. And playing as a 5'8", I mean... He he always had a, a, a decent kicking game. Uh, it, it was it was okay running the ball. So playing as a five eight probably a bit better for him. Again, it's not going to do much for Brisbane. But I honestly think for the rest of the year, if he shows that effort, it could be him and Gamble the halves for the rest of the year for Brisbane, especially with Croft injured now. Like as long as he displays that effort, because Milford hasn't consistently and Croft hasn't consistently. So if Albert Kelly can genuinely display that bit of effort. He, he might be there for the rest of the year until Reynolds gets there. And they're not bringing back Deaden, let's be serious. Nah. Milford would dominate some reserve grade team and Kevy will bring him back. Yeah, well, that's yeah, what it was the other way. Dance <laughs> yeah, one in, one yeah. out, one in, one out. Because now he goes down there, he doesn't give a fuck and he just tears teams apart. Um, where's Jake Turpin out there in all of this? He's still putting in, but he's, he's lost that edge. Um, yeah. At the start of the year, he was their best constant and consistently sort of week after week, but um, he's dropped, probably dropped down. Gear, but he's still doing his job. Yeah. 
So. Um, I'd say in a, it, like with Reynolds and that coming in, I, there are talks that Brisbane are like looking at different hookers, but I'd personally, I think they could persist with Turpin. I'd keep Turpin. Keep Turpin, especially with Reynolds backing, coming into that side. Proper spine. Yeah. Well, they don't get it. He doesn't get any quick play the balls either. Like yeah. even Haas, he does a lot of work, but he doesn't get a. You don't get a quick yeah, play yeah. the ball out of him that often. Like especially if they get him onto his back, he's um, too long turn around. Same with Lodge, takes too long to get back up off the ground. But <laughs> lastly, Manly top four, yeah, nay, nay, nay. If they all stay fit, they're pushing. Nay. Okay. They'll I'm saying eight, but they're not top They'll four. Be around. I'm saying in close around. to it. I am, as I said to you guys off camera, I'm very interested to see Roosters v Manly. If Manly played Souths this week, who'd you tip? Manly. Souths tip. do have players coming back. Souths. It'd be close. I'd go yeah. Souths. I, I, I have. How yeah, about we tip the teams that are actually playing? <laughs> yeah, no, just, I'm, just, I'm just saying, if you're saying Southsea, uh, if you're saying Southsea are four, then um, I'm, I think Manly's close. Uh, and I want to just quickly wrap the couple, the couple we didn't mention. Uh, what's his name? Olam... Yeah. Olakalatu. Olakalatu, tremendous. Uh, Sipley's got something off the bench. Um, yeah, good. Like, Schuster can float between... They've got Cusp playing this week who won't let anyone down. He's probably criminally underrated. He should, um, he's he should a better player a than more times when he's yeah. passing that play. Yeah. <laughs> I, I genuinely believe... He threw about uh, 20 no-look uh, passes. Oh, they're, they're yeah. just a... In terms of... Who's a better player? Cade Cust or Tyson Gamble? Cade Cust. Cust. 100%. Yeah, it's amazing that you got Melbourne I, I, chasing I, one. I've gone on about him so much, but honestly, other than Tom Trevojevic in terms of skill and what I've seen him put in for Manly, he's their second best player behind Tom Trevojevic, Cade Cust. But they just won't give him the... I'd honestly say that. Josh Hust is better than... Yeah, yeah keep drinking, but that's yeah. fine. Like <laughs> too much stay drinking, bro. Too much Hust is better than him, but... Yeah. I don't think um, so. Not in the halves, I don't and think. And Paseca was tremendous. He, and I hope he keeps starting because he's a very, very good prop. Uh, Big boy. Watch like, Kate Cust win the Dalian next year. Oh. I, like, <laughs> I like Manly, and Dun. I think they will go yeah. very Dun. close to top four. Uh, I'm going three DCE, two Turbo, and one. You can take your pick. Ola Katao, Schuster, Paseca. Uh, Kate Cust. Morgan Harper, Saab. I had Schuster or Saab. Let's go Saab. 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 All right, here we go. Saturday kicked off with 20 to 18 win from the Raiders over the Dogs. Uh, down to 11 man Raiders team at one point there. Barney? I've had surgery that was more fun than watching this game. It got Game of the Week from Fox. I know, oh, I couldn't believe what? it. What? Oh, yeah. I was waiting for Game of the Week to come on and I yeah, saw it popped the, up the, and it was the Raiders Bulldogs game. Yeah, we were at the pub oh. on Monday and it popped up on Just because the game's close doesn't mean it's good. No. Oh. Dogs 18, Canberra 20, three tries apiece, three wow. conversions. <laughs> Uh, three out of three from both teams and a penalty to Canberra. 88% completion played 85%. 35 out of 40 sets played 33 out of 39. Six line breaks to four. 35 tackle busts from both both teams. Uh, 17 offloads by the Dogs, 10 by Canberra. One forced dropout by the Dogs, two by Canberra. Five ruck infringements played three. Zero inside the tens in this game. It's unusual. Uh, six penalties conceded to three. Five errors played 11 from Canberra. One send-off, one send-in from Canberra. Thompson made 43 tackles, Starling with 48. Thompson ran for 170 metres and Scott ran for 176. 
Meany missed three and made 13. Wakeham missed five and made 19. And Sebastian Chris missed six tackles and only made 12. <laughs> he had a bit of a he's had a bit of a bad night since he's come back actually since Ricky yeah. after the yeah, yeah. the blow that Ricky gave, gave him, him eh? gave him the stamp yeah. of approval and then yeah he's he's been off since he's come back. But Aikens with 87 super coach points. Scott with 84 and Dallin with 76. Can we rename the Bulldogs the Canterbury Bankstown Thompsons? Because pot plants. That's oh, all. No, that, that's it. No, the rest of them are pot plants. But that's. That like, sounds like a seventies band. Thompson and the pot plants. Thompson <laughs> and the pot plants. There we go. Perfect. Thompson and his pot plants. Yeah. Well, that that's it. Like take him out of that side. What are they like? Yes, they they should have won that game. They should have pissed that game in. Canberra are atrocious. Canberra are. Yeah. I'm not going to talk about this game very long because I no, there's half watched it. I've, I even tried to watch replay and then I had to talk myself off the roof. Um, <laughs> Again, oh, we're back. Canberra are on. Canberra <laughs> seriously. On yeah. Canberra. Have a ladder now. <laughs> Got a sponsorship. Scott Slater's. It's tremendous. Um, Canberra on, uh, are on Bulldogs level, and that's all I have to say about them. I don't need to worry about them anymore this year. They've now lost their three best players. You can't possibly tip them again. I'll be very surprised if Ricky Stewart has a job at the start of next Am year. I override? Like oh, and, and the only other vested interest I have is I just bought Corey Haru and I for Supercoach, and that's what I'm going to say. Well, so did I. Am I, <laughs> for, for am I yeah. now overhyping him by saying Luke Thompson gets my three points for this game, even though his team lost? Let's, like, um, well, Canberra someone analyse this, be- oh, you, you, this better than I did. <laughs> the, the actual analyst yeah. on the show, let him... Oh, it was fucking absolute train wreck of a game, mate. You just you <laughs> couldn't watch it, but you had to watch it. Nah. <laughs> just because they were so bad. Both teams would... A lot of this game, yeah, was so bad. The first try was the best piece of play of the game. Um, Williams going down the outside and putting uh, putting them away down that right-hand edge. That was the... And then Aikens with the offload back to Corey to score the first try. That was the best bit of play in this game. Yeah. And the second best bit was when the ball hit the crossbar and bounced back and you didn't know what was going <laughs> to happen. And that was about the fucking total... <laughs> Of this game, <laughs> my ladder could reach that crossbar. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> All the rest of the points. Sorry. All the rest of the points apart from that first try were just directly from one-on-one misses or errors, which turned the ball over and gave the other team opportunity. Um, Raiders didn't really have a crack until they were down to eleven, and then when they actually did have a crack, they um, scored a couple of tries in the corners. But um, I thought the dogs might get away with it with about twenty minutes to go, and they just they couldn't execute. Me it's too. I thought yeah. they had it. Story of their year, mate. They just cannot put the points on when they've got opportunity. Um, Wakeham's not the answer at seven. They'd be better off just sticking with Flanagan or finding someone else altogether. Um, Tyson Gamble. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't get how, as a first grade club, you get to a position where you cannot have a halfback. Like for a whole junior yeah. system. I know they're probably not as, it's not exactly Penrith junior Doesn't matter, but there's someone else out there. There's got to be someone. Who was their last. Embi was probably their last yeah. halfback yeah. back when he was good. It was him and Reynolds, and then they yeah. kissed. I trained train Hodkinson. Hodkinson. Hodkinson, yeah. And uh, before you come back to like Shifty Sherwin. So mm. it's like, uh, what they had. They had like Daniel Holsworth or something for a year. Oh, he was horrible. Spoon. He was horrible. Spoon. He was horrible. But like, I don't understand. Like, oh, said, as not a f- Kamali. How can you not? Yeah. How can you not develop a club to have some halfbacks coming through? I just don't yeah. get. And this goes back. Whose fault is it? You can't blame. It's not the NRL's the fault. It's not our fault. We're going to the board. It's the yeah. board. There it is. I couldn't. Find and the Canterbury board, but the Canterbury board are so fucked and have been for years that they don't know who's yeah, run the I joint. Be, half I believe the also as of today, Paul Dunn's been relieved from his duties on yes, the board. But I heard that. Th- oh, that every week it seems to be someone's been yeah, released from relieved. the board. Yeah. Like so, but. 
but peanuts on Bulldogs fans on Facebook. Well, the Melbourne are cheating every week. That's why. Kafusi <laughs> yeah. should have been yeah. sent off. That's when, why we're losing the comp. When you actually well, look, true. he should have been. Yeah, no, <laughs> against, yeah, no. <laughs> doesn't mean he shouldn't have a halfback. <laughs> no, yeah. didn't hit the halfback. Kafusi played better halfback from. There wasn't a lot of standout players in this game. If Papali stays on, he probably wins the three points. To be honest, because he was going really well before he took uh, hit old mate on the chin. Um, Aiken still offers something too. Yeah. Uh, Sebastian yeah, Chris too. I forgot about him. Well, look at it. It's the two players who have just come in this year who are playing the best for Canberra. Two there, there's massive issues, man. In. Like, there's tainted. That club's in a world of trouble. Uh, I'd be very surprised if there was an exodus. I'd be very surprised if Ricky's still there. And uh, a lot of a lot of clubs are going to pick up some very good footballers. Like individual ones, yeah. yeah. And all the, Sam Weaver's yeah. playing this week. Bulldogs yeah, should do six. worse than go and find him. Yeah. Well, it's like... Yeah. Anyway. All, all the... Again, back to the Peanuts online, all complaining, oh, you know, they need to back the coach. When are a club's going to finally back the coach? He's been there seven years. Mm-hmm. Like, They've Ricky, still got half he's their been roster there seven, from the yeah, grand final exactly. in 2019. And, and you know yeah. what? It, if the players... On paper, attitude, they had a better yeah. team. Oh, if definitely. the play, if the, the on coach, paper, they were 13 yeah. plus. If the coach has lost the, the locker room, are you going to sack all the players or sack the coach? Yeah. You sack the coach, and then the players are probably happier, and they might play a bit better. The best players for the Dogs were Thompson and Dallin. Um, Avarillo was okay. Uh, Chris Smith was actually very good in the back row. He got through a ton of work and um, did his job pretty well. I like that they're trying that the Dury starting this week. Chris Smith and Dury are starting. Um, yep. As I just look at how many metres Adam Elliott made, 118. Good on him. Um, <laughs> sorry, I was just kidding. You've had a thing with him the last couple of weeks. No, he's a good player. Generally, he's a good player, but can't be fucked. Um, we'll get to the preview soon. Anything to add about this game, Barn? Like, what do no, we take out? Well, as I said, it, this was, like, it took me fucking 15, 20 minutes to try and, try and find a 3 2 1. I defaulted back to Aitkins because he was involved with every try. Um, mm-hmm. the, the Raiders scored uh, to give him three points and then I went um, two dogs players actually I went Luke Thompson for yeah, two I and I went Dallin with one I, you could probably fair. argue maybe George Williams for one I'd argue for one possibly even Sebastian Chris I think was good again his defence was atrocious he was atrocious yeah. but what, what, what centres are actually good GT we're going with Barney's two. we're going with Barney's yeah, going thing Aikens Aikens Thompson Dallin yep Roosters 30 defeated Cowboys, 16, a plucky Cowboys team. Sharks, uh, next one. Right, it's two. Sharks, sharks, sharks. Sorry, Sharks, Bunnies, sorry. Uh, 20 to 32, 22. Uh, in a game which I thought maybe exposed the Bunnies more than uh, yeah, well, we really the pumped up the Sharks. Shit, so... so <laughs> Uh, tell us things, David. Four tries played five, three out of four conversions for the Sharks and five out of five for Souths and a penalty goal to Souths. And a missed field goal, which you don't associate with Souths very often. 84% completion and played 81% completion. 31 out of 37 sets played 29 out of 36. Six tackle busts to five, uh, six line breaks to five, 36 tackle busts to played 39. Ten offloads from both teams, three force dropouts by the Sharks, two by the, uh, the Rabbits. 298 tackles played 313 tackles, one ruck infringement from the Sharks, none from Souths, one inside the 10 played three from Souths, uh, six penalties conceded by Cronulla and two by South Sydney, 10 errors apiece, one bin for Jaden Sua, Braley with 42 tackles, Cook with 50, Hiroti with 164 metres, and Tom Burgess with 163. Uh, Supercoach points, Arrow with 84, Walker with 81, and Kennedy with 80. Well, what do you make of uh, what do you make of, you, of the sharks? Firstly, and then uh, by extension, the bunnies. Uh, just sorry, the South Stars missed four tackles each. Rudolph missed five, and Kulamatungi missed six. Um, I, I don't know how. 
Teague Wilton doesn't get a minute, gets sat on the bench and doesn't play one Did minute of this game. Did not play. No, one yeah, he got minute. nothing. They played three. Played subs. him in fourteen, and they didn't give him a minute. No. He's been one of the best for the Sharks for the last probably well since he started what four or five weeks ago. Yeah, and um, yeah, he didn't get a game. Um, wasn't a great game. But, uh, the two, those two cutout balls from Benji were, or the short ball and the cutout ball from Benji was pretty much the difference between the two teams. Um, just that moment of where they executed, and the, as we've said many times, Sharks just can't seem to execute anything at the moment. Generally, comes from crash balls or um, someone just, you know, running through a hole. But there's, yeah. there's not a lot going on in the Sharks' attack at the moment. Doesn't help when obviously Johnson's not there and Townsend couldn't give a fuck at the moment. It doesn't look like he cares at all since he signed with the Cowboys. Um, and his defence is dog shit to go with that. So uh, I thought it was fairly middle, uh, fairly even in the middle. But Souths just had that edge, and like their outside backs were better than the Sharks. Sharks outside backs are struggling at the moment. Uh, they need Ramian back as soon as they can get him back there, and um, hopefully Johnson can come back and do something. But Moylan looked a little bit better. He played a bit straighter. Um, he actually drew the line. He actually went into the line a few times, which he hasn't done for a while. He normally just sort of floats around out the back and yeah. kicks and passes. But he got into the line a little bit and did a few nice things. Um, that that short ball from Nakora to score, that was um, probably the best thing he did all night. <laughs> Arrow was the best on the ground, I thought. Um, Jai Arrow was super strong, and then he got that try at the last couple of minutes. Come off just the bench, too. Bashed through the middle and took a couple of blokes with him. Um, Walker, Reynolds, Cook were all pretty good. Um, oh, fine. Kula Matungi was um, probably Tola was good, and Kula Matungi was there really as well. But Matungi, yeah. uh, played. Nah, he's a beast, man. Kula Matungi, but Kula, I was surprised that his stats didn't reflect what I felt his presence was. It's a bit like mm. um, talking about Sean Bloor earlier, yeah, yeah. and as in someone else, we'll get to later. It's because every time um, he runs it, he, he runs a really good line, and yeah, he either bends the line or goes through it. Yeah, but he doesn't do it. But quite he wasn't often making. Enough, he didn't make I mean? 180 meters. But I was there going, "Fuck, Kula Matungi is is owning this." Mm-hmm. Um, to your point about Moylan, I thought Moylan actually got dragged you did. Sharks back into the game. Mm-hmm. Couldn't believe it. But he just run the ball, actually hitting the line. Um, the, the board in the Cora, which I've been calling for for weeks. Hey, you've got your best one of the best line-running second rollers in the comp. Yeah, Give him the ball. Um, but I thought he was tremendous for the Sharks. I was... Ollie, you go. Uh, the, the big thing for me is how did South let Cronulla back into the game to that extent? That's the huge thing for me in this game. Cronulla probably could have won it. There was, that that penalty... Like, Cronulla, hey. the, the penalty that turned it, there was a point where I, Arrow scored late, yeah, where if it had gone the other way, yeah, that it would have been... Cronulla on the attack, and, and they, they lost that game more than South won. Yeah, 100%. And it, but, well, I guess, yeah, South's nearly lost the game by letting them get back into it at all. They should not have let up. Penrith wouldn't let up. Like, we saw Penrith not let up against Cronulla a couple of weeks ago and absolutely flog them 48-0. So yeah. uh, it's just that disconnect for me. The usual suspects that Barney brought up were the best players for South, <laughs> but honestly, there were no, for me, other than probably Arrow, there were no huge performances from South. There were a few decent above average performances, oh, but yeah. I'd say Arrow was the the standout easily. Well, I think well, that's the big so, problem with I, I think, think with South's forward pack. Like they do enough work, but they don't have anyone with that X factor like your Arrows and Cam Murray's that bust the line and they just sort of all get caught in the line and they make their five ten meters each yes. hit up and that's about it. And, and the real good ones just own them and once they get Penrith owned, teams they run them over, the, you know, steamroll I mean, over the we top saw of what, four packs. What so. Penrith did to them. Uh, well, Melbourne do the same thing to them. Yeah. Uh, you know, 
Tigers matched them, if not uh, outperformed them in the forwards. You can go right through it. They've won what nine and it's they're eight and two. And I don't think I think they <laughs> winners win, so you got to respect that. But they could be five and five. And I have no. I would happily think Manly if they all stay fit and Manly will finish higher than them. But they do have a five game head start. Or Manly is the only issue on That's that. That's the problem. Yeah. Um, anything to add, Damon? Before nah, I finish my rant. No. I think. Um, I, I, I don't need to worry about South as a premiership contender. No. I think they'll get owned at the finals no. time. Um, and even for your Cody Walkers and Adam Reynolds, two of, you know, supposed origin halfbacks, Benji Marshall carries them half the time. Yeah. Benji Marshall's even the one when he comes off the bench. around. And he, he, ta- he plays first receiver, yeah. and Reynolds bombs out the back well, and kicks yeah, it. Yeah, Reynolds yeah. sets him up. That's all he ever yeah. really has done. He's never been a bloke who's um, yeah. given seven um, try assists and stuff a game, yeah. well, like, unless it comes off his and, boot. And don't you remember, like the two balls Benji threw for the tries, if Latrell's, he probably throws them, so it's not like yeah, they're Latrell absolutely probably out. Thrown them too, but yeah. if you take those two out, we're looking at 20, well, 22 yeah. all, well, Latrell really. Latrell adds a, a Latrell's lot of layer. coming back. But we, we want to see, I, I want to see Latrell under the torch as well yet, um, so we still need to see that. Well, we got it. We got it coming up this week, definitely. We will see it. Well, yeah, that's right. We're going to see it this week. No better. Uh, for me, yeah, and the four packers, they're, they're, they're getting the right mix a little bit now with Totola getting involved in Kalamatungi. But they're small and they get bashed a lot. And they, like I said, they're, they're tradesmen. They're very good tradesmen. I wish lots of those blokes played for um, clubs I liked, but they're not. Uh, a forward pack that's going to single-handedly win you a comp. They're still waiting for their Sam Burgess replacement for me. That all being said, yeah. I'm, I'm still going to say three points. Three points ooh, to Tola or Kola Matungi. Three, I'd oh, say Arrow. Right and Arrow, uh, sorry, sorry. I'd sorry, say Arrow three. Arrow three. Two to Tola, maybe one Benji for his couple of tries. assists. But well, I'd possibly can be, can even go Kola Matungi. I'd say the forwards for Souths. I know we just bagged on them a little bit, but in this game... They did try very... Like they they, they were they really could. good, yeah. What do you reckon, Mark? Uh, Arrow, Cook, and Kulamatangi for one. Great. No, I'm with. No, I'll go. I'll flip it. Kulamatangi two. Well, f- yeah. Cook one. Pretty much for me, as long yeah, as Arrow's fine. getting three. Arrow like, three. Arrow three. Uh, to tie Kulamatangi two and Cook one. Sure. We should start giving, like, just taking points off the Bulldogs games and giving them to other teams. Because <laughs> honestly, <laughs> fucking disgrace. <laughs> Ollie wants to plug a good article. What is it, Ollie? Uh, well, <laughs> I've just had an article drop uh, with everything rugby league with my work. Um, it's about how I would do a promotion relegation system. So if anyone's interested in that, go over and read and you can call me a dickhead in the comments if you want and tell me how you'd do it. But unlike you social media dickhead, peanuts, we'll call you a dickhead to your face. <laughs> yeah. um, but that said, we, we have Origin coming up and I was thinking, should we set ourselves a challenge to Origin just to make sure the, the uh, four-game preview goes for four hours? Should we either, we'll talk about it, maybe a, a fran- how we would approach a franchise from scratch or should we do our, we talk about Gumpy when we get Gumpy back on our favourite team. Yeah, favourite team. Favourite team. We've but been talking about favorite it for a while. And also, yeah. because we're planning on doing it every six weeks, round 12 is coming up soon. After round 12, should we redo our ladder predictions fully just to push it out a bit more? Let's get to after Origin. Okay. Let's see how Origin plays out. Uh, okay, so let's do round with the buys. Round 13, we're going to do our, our favourites at 1 to 17. Yep. 
and then maybe we'll look at round 17. We'll do a how would we start. We'll set some rules. We'll talk about this off air uh, over the next 17 beers later and um, work out how set some rules and say how what yeah, place do we go you after. Get one marquee or whatever in the rest you get of your one team. One marquee and no origin plays. And I tell you now, I'd have a better yeah. fucking team than the Sharks team. But uh, anyway, <laughs> that's uh, that's for down the road. So let's get into yeah. the last, the Saturday night main event, 30 to 16 Roosters over Cowboys. Uh, Roosters look pretty crisp for a large uh, part, and Cowboys were pretty plucky. I think Cowboys are. They did put Todd in Payton's effort, doing yeah. some decent enough things there, but what do the stats tell us? Uh, six tries to three, two out of six conversions for the Roosters, so it could have been more, and two out of three for the Cowboys, one penalty goal apiece from either side. Um, oh, sorry, one from one for the Roosters, zero from one for the Cowboys. 76% completion by the Roosters, 86% completion by the Cowboys. 29 out of 38 sets pay, played 32 out of 37. 10 line breaks from the Roosters, 5 to the Cowboys. 35 tackle bus played 28. 9 offloads played 8. 2 force dropouts by the Roosters, 4 by the Cowboys. 327 tackles by the Roosters played 296 from the Cowboys. 1 ruck infringement to 4. 3 inside the 10s to 1. 4 penalties conceded from each team. 12 errors by the Roosters and 6 by the Cowboys. Both teams had one player sent to the sin bin. Maskey with 37 tackles. Robson with 35. Tedesco with 221 metres. And Valentine Holmes with 191. Manu missed five tackles, made 16. Walker missed four. Val missed four. Uh, Drinkwater missed four. Teddy with 131 supercoach points. Angus Crichton with 119. And Drinkwater with 103. I'd better mention Tupo as well. He got 101. It was Angus Crichton's, uh, Guzzi Crichton's best game of the year yeah. by far. He For was, a while, I think. Uh, but yeah. you know what? He, I think he still had a decent year. So yeah, yeah, no, yeah, he'll that, still be. The, I think him, he's yeah. still first choice New South Wales second rower. Yeah. Um, but he, he, I know Teddy owned the game, but he owned that game in a lot of ways. I mm-hmm. thought Guzzi, um, he was great. Um, does help when you got Teddy running inside you. That does help. <laughs> and like I said, I've talked about it a little bit, and the, the combinations are still growing. Where he'll, he'll get the combination with Walker going properly. He hasn't had a 5'8 yet, uh, so that, that'll all help. As I go forward, Lockie Lamb was okay. Was serviceable. Uh, the rest of the forward pack, uh, Tupanua spent some time in the bin, didn't do a lot. Uh, Radley was good. Radley's Radley grown into his good. role. Now he's back here. I think he's pretty much back now, Victor. Bit of time on the field. Yeah. Seems it's, it's to be growing back into World it. of Wonders. Um, Don't mind AK coming off the bench for him as well. Yeah. He's a bit of an option. It gives him a 90% kicker and, yeah. and just gives him something. Well, he's already uh, been at Penrith Warriors and now he is. Yeah. I think it was a good pickup for Roosters, honestly. And uh, and Tupu was good. You know, the, the, the big three all stood up. I think the, the three Australian players all played like Australian players, really. Yeah, so they shouldn't have um, paid that money. So Cowboys was like, we're plucky. Val's growing into, Val's getting back into league mode. Uh, Tamalolo tried very hard, as as he tends to do. You know, oh, I'll, I'll start us off because of last week's controversy. Um, <laughs> Tamalolo was a beast. Again, mm. very good. I'll be the first one to say it. Yeah. Yep. I, I thought I'd just jump in with that. We'll keep so going, going Oli. So and tell Barney us doesn't what, hurt what my feelings again. Keep going, what else? <laughs> uh, tell us what else you thought of the game. Uh, well, Teddy did Teddy things. I thought he was probably Rooster's best again, but like that, what's that saying? Um, he's probably th- three points for me. Uh, Crichton was up there, but, but you could go either either. Yeah, no, no, yeah. I agree. But it's te- just because that's Teddy a Teddy was just thing. a beast. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a Teddy thing, but I think he was still probably the Rooster's best, followed by Crichton. And then with the Cowboys, I'm probably giving away my 3-2-1 here, but I'd go Teddy Crichton, Taumalolo, honestly. Taumalolo, I think, was really good for the Cowboys, kept them in the game. Um, 
yeah, yeah. And, and I said I wanted to see Tal Malolo go up against a powerhouse team who I still consider the Roosters to be in that top five bracket, and he was really good and kept his team in the game. Well, it was a 14-point game, so... Damo? Good on him. I think he's right. I, I think the um, Roosters got too much of a head start at the start of the game. <coughs> Cowboys weren't on it to start with, and they wanted to come back, and it was a little bit too little too late. Other than that, I agree with Ollie. Oh, there was that period during the middle where... And I know Tupinil was off, and um, but the Cowboys did outmuscle them for a little while. They, they did. looked pretty good, um, but Roosters still held their own. At yeah, that yeah. It never, they never felt in danger. No, and, and no, when they, they had to put the foot down, they did at the end. Barn, what did you take out of the game, and, and where are both teams at? Yeah, I thought the Roosters um, were pretty much in control, as you mentioned, for uh, the majority of the game. Uh, every everything good seemed to come off the back of Teddy or Angus on that left hand edge. Um, Cowboys had a bit of a night out there trying to stop those two, and um, everything. Uh, Drinkwater was involved in every point. I'm pretty sure, apart from the goals that the the Cowboys um, the Cowboys had, like he scored one and he set the other two up. I'm I'm pretty sure. He and was, he's sticking um, around, isn't he? He's, he's, not, he's off the been, market for Brisbane for, for the Bulldogs. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, you already mentioned Radley, who's one that I had down here. Um, cows held their their own with in their middle, like in that arm wrestle. I thought they they pretty much matched the Roosters forward pack, which don't really blow teams away like they used to in the middle anymore. No, but they are missing a few bodies. But yeah, yeah. Um, Takiyahu, he must still be injured. He's not. He, he played off the bench. He didn't do a cold great deal. I think yeah, he's. They um, might be monitoring him. His outputs I, come down a fair bit. Yeah, I think since he's, he's uh, come back from his injury. Yeah, they probably are. They, the Roosters are really good at doing that and yeah. nursing their players through. But you know what? How good's it that they've still got your Tupanuas and your Crichtons there in the four pack to lead the way yeah. when a Takiyaho, who I think is now their their leader in the four pack with yeah. JWH coming off the they, bench. Well, you think you can uh, write them off and then some other bloke comes in and it's yeah. like, and they well, just put it this way. And Leo's doing a good job. I'm not ruling out the Roosters. It's unlikely, but I think they could even still finish third if things go their way. I think it's still a possibility. I don't think... I'm, I'm not we're, tipping we're it. About but I, I, yeah. stick, I still I, I think they're, they're top. Still I still a, think a they're very top good four. Team. Yeah. Yeah. I still think they're better than Souths. Yeah. When push comes to shove, they, they've got a few. They're going to get a couple of bodies back by yeah. the year. But yeah, sorry, but no, no, um, that was pretty much all I had. Um, Robson's becoming a pretty important part with that Cowboys team. He's cemented he his spot there at hooker, and he's been one of their better players for the entire yeah. year. Racy well, boy, yeah. Even well, when, when you, they were going like busteds, he was still probably their best player out there. So, Well, when I talked Great. earlier about Little being probably in the top 10 hookers, well, he clearly is, I think, Robson. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, oh, yeah. Which is a tick. So, um, yeah, I, uh, do we have to add much more to this? I, I'm oh. saying, look, uh, I had Teddy for three, but the more I thought about it, maybe I can go either way, Teddy, Crichton, three, well, two. That, that, I'm I, I, had three. Te- I had Teddy three as well. So. Roosters could have put him away a bit more than they did, but, um, yeah, I had I Teddy, think they off, I had Teddy the with pedal. three, I had Crichton with two and I had drink water with the one. Okay. Um, I had drink water or two because two had a Well, I, game, I, I had did JT one, game. but we can rule him out if we're talking drink water. Both you guys agree. I'm happy to concede JT for drink water. It just means you guys are Jason Taumalolo haters and no, uh, no, no votes for Daniel Tupo. No. Okay. Right. Unfortunately, not. What are you going? He is an underrated winger, isn't he? Did he get a hat trick? Like even like, <laughs> yeah, that's just all. Did what good and, did. Yeah. Made, and 200 meters. <laughs> I think it's like 200 meters. As well. Go on then, chuck your veto in. That'll do. No, I'm not vetoing necessarily, but I think Daniel Vito. I think he gets a. He looked for his NXT debut soon, actually. But um, I actually, I think he is. I can't say under because he's. They still pick him in the South Australian team. Three. 
I've got gas for three. We'll leave, it, leave it up to the captain. Yeah, come on, Cap. What did you say? You both said Teddy? Oh, I'm happy to go to that. Three to Teddy, boring. Two to Gus. <laughs> so Goosey Woozy, Goosey Woozy, Crichton getting two. Uh, my favourite. My first, my yeah, first right. poise, my first pick, the draft pick this year was Goosey Crichton. So everyone knows because I was like at number eight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I was very happy with it. And uh, and one two. I'll, I'll, we'll go drink water, but uh, hard day yeah, by Chico. Hard, yeah. I just want to mention, well, yeah. Well, I know he's the Australian and New South Wales winger, but everyone decrying that he shouldn't be there. Tupu is a, a he's very, very good. good well, it, put it this oh, yeah. way: it, everyone's saying Toto Fox are the two best wingers in the game, which I agree with. But I don't think Tupo's that far behind. They'll pick Tupo, and I will have no run. issue with it. Yeah, hundred percent. We'll all move on. He's super yeah. strong, like carrying the ball, and he does everything right. He doesn't miss tackles. He does the hard work. Yeah. He catches bombs, and when you're in doubt, you can bomb to his wing. So hey. it's, it's just like you, Joey Manu's and that. There are just some players in the Roosters side who are at least top five in their position, in but they get lost. Yeah, they get lost, and you forget about it. Again, and else. this is where boards Manu. are. Like, Joey. why? Seriously, yeah. Yeah. Joseph Manu. Like, you get yeah. you get the big news stories. Oh, Brisbane tracing Adam Reynolds. Why isn't the Bulldogs going? Let's go throw five hundred and let's go throw seven hundred at Joey Manu and yeah. make him the fullback. Because they've wasted like, too much money already on the outside backs. Adam Carr's going the fullback, isn't he? Oh, he's too. Yeah. But for, just as an example. Well, play him at six. Play Joey Manu at six. Fucking well, look at grow up at playing six. Yeah. And, and, and if Adam Carr's going and to Manu at seven and six, the Sharks right. could do with a one, three, or six. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like it's not that hard. Sharks, Sharks could do with a one, three, three, six, four. nine. How eight. many numbers we got? Top thirty. No, nine. yeah. <laughs> Nine's all right. Anyway, let's get to Sunday afternoon, 18 to 34, para over the Warriors, uh, which uh, perhaps the score didn't entirely do justice. I listened to a lot of this with uh, David Thirsty Myro at uh, Rep Netball, so I'll let you guys guide me through this by and large. I did watch the uh, the, uh, KO Mini, but uh, Barney, stats, and then what do you think of the game? If the Warriors hung on to the ball like they have been, that would have been a bit closer. You um, can watch it Very convenient. The game's on now. There it is. They shot themselves in the foot. We'll do a live call. um, Three tries to the Warriors, six for the... Uh, three out of three conversions played five out of six. 61% completion by the Warriors and 86 by the Eels. 25 out of 41 sets for the Warriors played 38 out of 44. Uh, Eels with 150 plus post contact metres. Um, even though I thought it was pretty close in the middle, that that's a big stat. Like when you're busting through 150 post contact metres, that's um, you, you've got your roll on in the forwards. Uh, seven line breaks to five. 40 tackle busts by the Warriors played 33 to the Eels. 14 offloads to eight. Three Force dropouts from both teams, 407 tackles made by the Warriors and 287 made by the Eels. Four ruck infringements to six, uh, one inside the ten against the Warriors. Six penalties conceded by the Warriors and two by Parramatta. Fifteen errors to eight. Zero send-offs in this one. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Only game of the weekend with the, with no sin bins. Uh, Harris made 47 So it's not tackles. that hard. <laughs> Mahoney, yeah, exactly. with, Mahoney with 41. RTS with 234 metres, even though it looked like he wasn't seen for a big part of the game. Um, and RCG with 172 metres. Uh, Egan... <clears throat> Excuse me. Egan and Devanga missed five and six tackles respectively, but they both made 41, so you can't really hold that against them. Wonga Blake... Made 12 tackles, missed six. Um, <laughs> Conversation. Bring back Murray. Conversation. Bring back Murray. Oh, yeah. mate. It's Arthur, Arthur missed five tackles and made 19. And Cartwright missed six. Uh, Walsh made 100 supercoach points. RCG with 94. And Moses with 91. If you've learned something this weekend, I'm just watching Mitch Moses put RCG away here. <laughs> Halfback should run the ball more, really. Look at all the running. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, what did you take out of this barn? As I said, I was only listening, so. 
So I thought the Warriors did pretty good to wrestle back the momentum, to be honest, because after the first 20, 25 minutes, Parramatta were well off and, off and gone and they should have just kept the foot down and they could have won by 80. Like, the Warriors kept turning over ball, kept missing tackles, kept give, um, giving away penalties. And um, they did well to actually uh, catch them and sort of, you know... Um, Make it a game. Stop that momentum, which is a massive thing uh, these days. And they took they probably took the momentum for a good half an hour, 40 minutes. It did coincide with Walsh coming onto the field. Um, he offers a lot in attack, but it shouldn't be at the expense of RTS. Um, Going to the wing, yeah. I don't know if they put him in the centres and play him as another six or... I don't know, but Play, uh, you can't you know, be taking actually, RTS the, out the of te- You know the template the very set. they're going to. I tell you now, the template got easily set. Play RTS as Adam Dewey. Mm-hmm. Put him right there and go Put right RTS in the centre. Yep. Yeah, probably not a bad shout. Um, RTS defence is a little bit yeah, of but, a worry, but... Uh, hello, it's Mamalo <laughs> and fucking Fusatua there. <laughs> and Rocco Berry. He's gone now, isn't he? I think he got injured in the weekend mm. too. But, um, He's out. Uh, yeah, as I said, I thought they did pretty well to get the momentum back after that 20-minute onslaught. But uh, once it settled down, the Warriors took a bit of control. The Warriors would have gotten closer, as I said earlier, if they didn't keep dropping the ball, man. like they, They've been turning over 85% completions for pretty much every game this year, and then they throw out a 60% up against one of the better teams in the comp. Good luck winning, winning when you start doing that. Um, Moses is in best form he's been in for a long time. Um, the last, what, four weeks, I'd say? Three to four weeks he's been... Yep. I think it's debatable, but for me... Much th- better. This was the game where he looked the best this year, and he's had some really good games. Just for me, in terms of his game control yep. in this yep. game, um, it was the best we've seen all year. Sorry to butt in, Look, Barney, We know, but we know he's a there. massive... Sorry, but Moreau yells at me for talking every front, so I'm going to stop talking. <laughs> but he's a massive confidence player, and his confidence is yeah. so high. So. It is. Um, it helps when you've got blokes like Madison and RCG just carving well, it up yeah, in the middle. R- RCG, perform- his performance of the year too, I'd have to say. Paulo's down a little bit on when he has been, but he's still doing a job. Um, uh, Cartwright's doing some nice things. It was probably one of his... It wasn't his best game in the last couple of weeks, but he's still doing a job coming off the bench. Wonga Blake's a big one for me. You bring him back and that performance again was really not good. Um, He, again, took Ferguson completely out of the game. Ferguson barely touched the fucking thing because Wonga was there doing his thing and dropping balls and missing tackles and I don't know how he fits into this team, to be honest. Um, Actually, Blake only played this week because Marita was suspended and yeah. it was yeah. the week that he come back from injury. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even when we played in Darwin a couple of weeks ago, <clears throat> Brett Kenny was even on Channel 9, I think it was, saying Walker Blake will find it, he will struggle to find a place back in this squad yeah. with the way Marita's playing it um, for inside okay. Fergo. We also Fergo's yeah. getting ball. Mm-hmm. They can defend, they communicate well. Yeah, we yeah. got caught out so many times. I'm surprised they didn't go down that side too More. many times yeah, yeah, yeah. and actually get around us. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and don't get me wrong, it's not his best performance of the season, but the past couple of weeks we've forgotten to bring him up just because he's doing what he does now. Isaiah Papali'i, Papali, again, yeah. just did what he and does. And Mahani as well. Player. They're both yeah, uh, yeah. victim of the... They're getting the... Uh, they miss the dag games because well, they yeah. do their job. Well, I should say... Well, Papali um, was probably one yeah. of his quietest, quietest yeah. games all year, to be and honest. And he still was probably one of the best. Well, well, yeah, officially, as of today, on his new radio show with Dan and Kemp on SEN, Cameron Smith has said Reid Marnie should be starting for Queen, Queensland hooker, but personally, I'd go with Harry. He did say Harry comes off the bench, but um, like if Queensland were to pick Reid Marnie, I'd still be scared as a New South Wales fan. Like, uh, it's 
still be a very good pick the way he's going. Tohu Harris and RTS were the best and the worst in this in the Warriors team. They made a, quite a few errors, which is unusual for both of them. But when they did do uh, their normal yeah. work, they did it very well. Tohu is just so good. Good. <laughs> he's just good. He just pumps How, out and he's, work every week. Is he in his 30s now? And he's still yeah, he's, yeah. he's yeah. been ki- 30, consistent 31. throughout his whole career. There yeah. aren't many players who leave Melbourne and well, he's one of the only the ones that has, has left and Melbourne. Say that, and say and that gun. Like you look at a Kevin. Kevin Proctor's probably better than he first was when joining the Titans Adam now. Blair. But I mean, yeah. <laughs> the like, current injury um, doesn't help the Warriors. He's, mm. he's, he's been really good since he's come out. Um, and Joseph Unger deserves a mention. Yeah, he's, yeah. Um, he's another one who's starting to oh, work into that mode yeah. of where he just does it every well, week. He's yeah. and uh, he, he has a, he's got yeah. some mongrel in him. He tries to hurt blokes when he when he puts uh, uh, the shoulder uh, into him. Him and Bunty, so. man, they well, scare me. And the other one, the other the one we don't mention is Murdoch Masilli. He gets a try every yeah. week. That crash play. He's been really good he, since coming great. back. Is he, yeah, he? He wouldn't be the Warriors' top try scorer, would he? He's, he's close, close to it. but just none of the wingers got try. <laughs> on Joseph Unger, it, it's been reported a couple... Tone, I'm telling the truth. <laughs> I'm laughing yeah, it, it was reported a couple of weeks ago, but I don't think we've actually touched on it. Apparently, the dogs have offered a Joseph Unger a lucrative offer to... Yeah. Back so, row I mean, or hooker? I'd say so they should. I think Oxy's position. Lock. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Tavanga and Toby Rudolph. Um, ba- and he's injured again, but Bailey, was, you know, Bailey's going to yeah. find a place here eventually. He was good. Sarah yeah. was good, yeah. yeah. But, um, well, at yeah, the start of the year, Kane Evans yeah, couldn't get a run at the start of the year, and he was still okay at Parramatta, and he was yeah. supposed to be one of their marquee signings, and he didn't even... Damo, you, you've been sitting here for an hour and 20 minutes, not said fuck all, so... <laughs> he, he's, waiting, um, he's waiting on the back tell fence. Tell us what, where, where, where is Parra at and how confident are you right now? Well, I've got it. I got to give it to me, boy. I watched it with me mate Benny Roberts. He's a livid Warriors supporter, so I got to give it to him for that first twenty-five minutes of the first. Ben Roberts, half. former Parramatta Eels player. Mm-hmm. Oh no, not here. <laughs> <laughs> my boy Benny Roberts. Excuse me. So he copped the first twenty-five minutes of me just feeding him, and then obviously, as Barney said, come back through, and the Warriors actually started giving it to us, and I started getting really worried because Parramatta again just took their foot off the pedal when we could have put them to the sword in the first half alone. I still don't think we're. We spoke about this off here again. We're going to be top four because that's how the game is at the moment. But I don't think we deserve to be. We've played one 80-minute game of football this year. We'll be in the finals. I think we may make prelims, but it depends how you we could go. could even make, depending on how the draw goes, I think we've, we've agreed on this. I'm not sure about you, Damo, but Parra could make the grand final, but they're either going to lose to Penrith or Melbourne, Melbourne. for me. Yes. that they are. It's either going to be a Penrith-Melbourne grand final or Parra will lose to one of those teams in the grand final. That's how I see it at the moment. And I can I agree with that. It's a fine ointment that, uh, yeah, the fine ointment with the Penrith-Melbourne grand final is a draw, isn't it? If Penrith, yeah, if it, it depends where everyone finishes if in Parra finish second. But also yeah. it depends on the first week of the finals who beat two yeah and then but yeah it. anyway that's for down the road yeah. um okay uh three two one uh bun at moses i gave rcg yeah. two just for his two tries and uh one to madison you did i have to agree with the first two definitely okay cool yeah Maddo yeah. M- could have given the ball at one stage to Fergo to get over. I s- think that would have hurt him. I th- I'd just give it to Marnie again. Just, you know, because he's, he's too underrated in a way. Like, that, yeah, he's yeah, defensive wise, and well, he actually gets he gets talked about for all his defence and how many tackles he makes and all that, but he actually gets the ball out quick. He gets the ball to the halves quick, and sometimes he ducks and weaves and goes himself. And he's got a, yeah, he, he can throw it 25 metres as well and yeah. put it on a bloke's chest, yeah. which is good. So, yeah, Marnie would be my one out of that. Three Moses, two RCG, one to Marnie. Yep. 
Uh, and again, second week in a row, we haven't mentioned Gutho, which is a pretty amazing thing for. Let the king do what he's got to do yeah. until the good end of the season, okay? You know what? No, no, not a complaint. <laughs> I'm just saying that yeah. that's a that's a tick it's for very, Paramount. Yeah. yeah. Well, when Moses is up and running, Gutho just yeah, sort of takes done, a back seat. Yeah, Gutho really doesn't have to cover him. his ass. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> if Gutho's uh, getting three, it means he's covering his ass. Let's get yeah, through right. this last three in quick enough time. Melbourne 44, Dragons 18. This game is probably over straight after that send-off hey, anyway. But, but I, I tell you what, Dragons did the fight disa- for 10 minutes. All the disaster there. classes, right? At halftime, Ravalawa two tries, Melbourne 14 yeah, 10. I thought this one's actually going to get up. This is a weird game. This one's going to get up. Bun? Uh, where am I? Nine tries to four. Four out of nine conversions for Melbourne. They're having some kicking problems <laughs> since Papi's not around. Jesus. Lucky they can score tries. Just go sign Jared Croker. That'll help. <laughs> <laughs> One out of four conversions for St George. Four penalties conceded to... <laughs> oh, bless me, folks. 78% completion played, 79% completion. <laughs> 29 out of 37 sets played 26 out of 33 10 line breaks to 3 35 tackle busts played 25 tackle busts 12 offloads from each side 1 force drop out apiece 288 tackles played 272 1 ruck infringement from Melbourne 4 from St George 3 inside the 10 against Melbourne 4 penalties conceded to 3 7 errors played 8 1 bin and 1 send off for the Dragons Smoothie made 34 tackles McCulloch with 35 Nico Hines with 225 metres and Kerr with 171 metres. Olam missed seven tackles and made 14 and Ramsey missed seven and made five. Uh, Supercoach points, oh. Hines with 182, Ravalawa with 136 and Josh Adekar with 100. Oli? Yeah, but Nico Hines, the performance of the century. I mean, he's been great at it. Century. Wow, No, but like, this is... <laughs> well, it's sorry, now the no, Nico, Nico me, H's, that, that not the Dalian's. Head, let me, let me <laughs> rephrase. This is his best game of first grade, I'd say. And he's been playing very well lately. Um, he's obviously... He's trying to prove that he can be a starting first grade fullback. He's probably... Uh, that was him putting on show what he can do for a potential buyer, whether it be the Bulldogs. Well, Cowboys I did buy him at 280 k so yes, I did buy him. <laughs> That's right. He doesn't need yeah, to worry about to playing me. for a contract now the day he's got him. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think he's the, the obvious choice for three points for me anyway. Uh, the, the Dragons played good in the first half, even when Phil Maiano was sent off. I thought it was probably the best response up until the Penrith game from a club having a player sent off or sin-binned and then it just all unravelled after half time. That's all I can put it down to because they, they were, and I know I've been right on the Dragons this year, but in that first half they were looking really good and in the second half it was very disappointing, the drop-off. I, I think the effort was still there, but Melbourne just well outclassed them. Um, but uh, yeah, it was a bit disappointing because we got a good showing in that first half once Fui Maiono went off. Um, but then yeah, floodgates open, second half. What can you really do? It's Melbourne. Yeah. They're lucky they can score a try because, as you said before, Barney, they cannot kick a goal without Papa. They cannot. <laughs> well, kick they've been a winning goal. by four. They're scoring forty every <laughs> week and I mean. missing lucky eight goals. They're shooting like sixty every week. That's what I mean. Um, incredible, incredible that any club can lose four or straight, essentially international level players, and still do what they're doing right now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and when Souths um, lose four possibly international players, they lose by fifty. Fifty. So yeah. There you go. So, because the team who's still got a couple. Yeah. But then it's, it's the contrast, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So uh, South fans tell me that's not an issue, but anyway, whatever. Um, they, what yeah, would Nico's do, what would Nico's do if had players out? Beat Melbourne? 
you know, this is yeah. hope Nico in a way. Nico's yeah. tremendous. Look how been signed for Again, for dopey fucking bo- NRL boards that want to... Um, it, it puts him in the shop window, so it's good for him. Uh, he was outstanding. His support plays tremendous. His passing games as good as anyone. And he can play. Like, He's not just a 14. Well, he, he played, a, play. played a bit of 5-8 as well during that That's like, the, so. the way he chimed in and played 5-8... Yeah. If, if Guth had it done, it would be your cream in our pants. Like, so... The, you, you <laughs> oh, I don't know on. about you, but after watching Hines, I was cream. They've got good hair. Both have good hair, actually. Now, I think Interesting. One of them should grow a beard. Um, so, I'm there. Pa- 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 got it. Para, don't sign him. That'd be overload. Uh, <laughs> but Manly, tremendous. Their forwards are really good. Uh, the Bromwiches are good. Fanukans are good. Like, you get what you get. They're, they're all good. Um, they're the second best team in the comp. They can probably beat Penrith on a day in the grand final. They beat a team that... Uh, is in disarray and is in more disarray after injuries. So, what more can I say about the game? It is what it is. Well, that team, like the team that Melbourne named, would probably still have a good crack at Penrith in a grand final. I'd tip Penrith, but like that, they, they wouldn't get flogged or anything. They no. wouldn't lose fifty nil. No, no, no. <laughs> like, no, yeah, no they'd, it'd be a good game still. So, which again is kudos to a good system and not the NRL's fault that. Other two hubs can't. Bellamy. It's the thing we say about all the good teams that they've got a good system, they've got a good board, and everything's good behind the scenes. And even it's then, almost like, yeah, it's almost as if that's what leads to a premiership. But even if, so even even the other day, if, if um, Tedesco had been knocked out in the first two minutes in that East game, that's a much closer game mm. than it, it ended up being. And they, they lost Pappenhaus, and then they just went, okay, we'll just. Yeah. It shows, the, it shows the fight in and the rest Nico, of the Nico was off for HIA as well. It shows yeah. the fight in the rest of the players, though, yeah. Yeah, as well. But up to. to I guess to the Roosters' credit as well, they probably still win that game just without Teddy because well, just they'll like, fight the guys like Angus Crichton and such like they stepped up anyway. But that's besides the point. Yeah, but yeah. Melbourne just do what I love. What I love that they do is they find that chink in the armor and they just bust it and bust it and bust it and just tear it open. Like they went at Fuimiano from the start of the game. They'd obviously pointed out that that was they were that's where they were going. And yep. that's why he was under pressure. That's why that high shot was put on, because he was rushing out of the line going, I've got to do a job here. I need to stop these blokes before they get to me because they're going to tear me apart if I don't, because he should never have been in the centres to begin with. No. But um, And then they just kept coming there all night in that same spot, um, tore that part of the field to pieces. Uh, Ravalau with a hat trick, which was really good to see. That bloke's a gun and he... <laughs> Shouldn't shouldn't never be dropped from that Dragons team because nah. there's no other wingers that should be taking his well, spot. Yeah, the fact it's only that he plays the Dragons is the fact he's not talked about in Sevo terms, yeah. and I've said that for two years now. Well, uh, he's all know my love for Nico Hines. I've been shouting yeah. his name for probably a good six months now, back end of last year and into this season. Um, yep. He was brilliant. Josh Kerr was the best Dragons forward. He's probably the best Dragons player to be honest, uh, apart from Ravalawa, who scored the three tries. Uh, Vaughn was okay and the halves were okay but other than that there was m- wasn't was much going on with the Dragons I thought the scoreline flattered the Dragons and that's it did. still at 44 and, yeah, to 8 yeah. also yeah. Um, an, another hat trick for Josh Adekar nine tries in two weeks yeah well, Man, you know, well Premier Winger what are you going to yeah, say I was going to say if he doesn't score at least three next week I'm going to be mad I'm going to say he had a bad game because and Hines and um, Hines and Hughes are actually got a good combination going there they seem to know where each other's going to yeah. be and they're feeding off each other And well Papa was a doppelganger of Slater now Hines is doppelganger and a bloody Pappenhaus and they're just producing the same kind of fullbacks down there. Uh, and, 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 all fullbacks they're, they're all doing the same. And, and they're very arms. comfy and safe for the next six weeks of Origin. They can afford to rest the blokes. They can, yeah. they can get through an Origin with not playing Harry Grant. They can get through an Origin with not playing Munster yeah. and be safe and yeah. comfy and not drop a game. This Kenny one. Bromwich was the best forward from the Melbourne team. Smoothie yeah. and Welch were both Got his very try. Good. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. Got his try. 
Um, three, two, one. I had Hines obviously with the three, Hughes with two, and then a toss up between Adokar or Ravalawa I'd go with the hat tricks. Ravalawa. I'd go Ravalawa purely because yeah. of how Dragons were playing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm honestly, fine with that. That yeah. sounds good to me. Let's get to the final game of the round. Penrith uh, putting the cleaners through. You're going to stay here for this one? I, no, I love this oh, game. Okay. No, do you want to know why? Do you want to know why? There was no pressure going into it. We were going to get fucked. We and knew we, got we were going to get fucked. It, it doesn't necessarily, like, the warning signs I think for my the fingers time. infected, Ollie, and that's better than a Titans defence. Well, I was going to um, say, again, well, it's like I don't disgusting. have to worry about anything this week because Penrith are just so good that I don't, I already know the This is where, this is, my, to my point, right back seven hours ago when we started this podcast, yeah. is um, <laughs> not far I would have loved actually. to have sat through all of Magic Round to see the, the speed of Melbourne and Penrith in these last two games. Compared to everybody having else. Having to sit there and <laughs> fucking there was different the Bulldogs different games, game. Though. There was different tempos in different That's games. That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. But that, like to see how quick they've sat, how quick their line advances, how great Penrith are. Barney better tell us some stats before I get on my little horse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not right. Two tries to eight. Two out of two conversions played. Eight out of eight. For Penrith, uh, 76% completion, 83% for Penrith, 29 out of 38 sets played, 38 out of 46 sets, three line breaks from the Titans, nine from Penrith, 17 tackle busts to 40, seven offloads to 13, two force dropouts from Penrith, 314 tackles played, 296, five ruck infringements from the Titans, two from Penrith, two inside the 10 for the Titans and one from Penrith, six penalties conceded to 11, Penrith actually gave away 11 penalties, Uh, 12 errors to nine. A send-off for the Titans and oh my God. a sin-bin for Penrith. Uh, Tino with 41 tackles, Appy with 29, AJ with 179 metres, Edwards with 251 metres. Titans both halves missed four tackles each. Both Firma missed six and so did Peachy. I don't think Something there was... I think there was only one player that didn't miss a tackle in the Titans 17, which was um, interesting. Who was it, AJ? AJ. Um, Probably someone who did yeah, attempt so. to tackle. <laughs> no, I think he only made one or something. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go back for the stats of that one. <laughs> oh, yeah, you get, mate. <laughs> it was the same with the Sharks team. Tracy was the same. Made one tackle, didn't miss any, and everybody else missed heaps. <laughs> Crichton missed three tackles. Leota missed four. It was the Sup- Don. The there Don was the only man. He didn't miss a tackle. He Super- is. Get the statue. I'll build the fucking statue. At the Super coach. Immortality with Cleary with 225 points, mm. Fish with 98, and Bo Firma with 92. Uh, he had, he was all right. I, I'll get my little spiel out of the way first. <laughs> at yeah. ha- so at half time, I the way the Titans looked, I genuinely started to believe that Justin Holbrook got him before the game and said, "Look, we're going to lose this game, but we we have to By at 60. least we at least do it. <laughs> no, but we at least have to take the field anyway, so we don't get fined or lose two competition points before." <laughs> Holy shit. So can you just go out there, stand on the field, Play and as just, soft as you can. Yeah, yeah. just like get it over and done. That, that's yeah. what it looked like. Just let them run past. And, and you know what? The, the little fight back. They look. The Titans looked okay for the the last twenty minutes. I'd say when they actually had it go, it was like minutes, where where, where was the fucking fuck. yeah yeah? But where was the fight back? Uh, the Titans. Yes, Penrith were obviously dominant. But you know who led your fight back? I'll tell you now. And I said the Titans were not good in that game. The bloke that dragged you blokes almost single handedly, and the stats again didn't respect it. Fucking Mo for the wake. Yeah. put you blokes on his back and said, all right, I'm going to be the one that runs forward and I'm going to be the one that gets tackled by these blokes because yeah. no one else wants to be. Yeah. And I'd say, I'd say him and Firma were the only two who were at, at least okay. I'm not saying they were great or anything, but yeah. Mo, Mo was pretty was, good. But he straightened but up through the middle. Okay. He actually bent, again, he yeah. bent the line and 
actually got them going again at the back end of that first half and then well, early well, in the second yeah. half. Yeah, Tino was okay. The, uh, yeah. They still probably get flogged, right? But the Titans did not play their best in that game. They did not put in 100% effort. If they did, maybe it'd be a bit more respectable. I was pissed off by one thing. They had the chance to be the team to score the most points against Penrith this season if they'd got 18 points. <laughs> and honestly, I would have been happy with that after the performance that I saw. I was ready to share the post on Facebook saying, see, he's in the grand final. We scored the most, <laughs> most points scored by any team against Penrith this year as a piss take to all my um, Penrith supporters that I know. But, Peanuts. yeah, it was just... <laughs> Yeah, Titans it, it could just, score 40 points against Penrith and they'd still lose by 20. 20. Because yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just... Yeah, <laughs> no, but you also have fun. to remember... Yeah, well, sorry, Damon, you go first. What no, no, I'm good. The last thing I would say... I'm going to stop asking. If the Titans played at their best, they'd probably lose by about 20, I'd say. But they didn't play at their best and that's down to them. They can they control what they can and... Penrith didn't go to the left side all fucking night. They literally just went, we're going to piss this in. So, all right, we'll you have the night off, boys. Kick like, out Luai and uh, Tuo. Just fuck said this. I told you the other week. I said, they go yeah. that left that much. You watch them when they go right. They're going to go right. And yeah. it'll, it'll come in hard. They just went, okay, you boys have the night off. Yeah. These boys haven't done much. Let's but try this. it's now scary because that right side is it's heaps better than what it was last year. You've got Crichton out there now and fucking he's just running a muck out Stain doesn't miss. You've got Capel coming back who's going to put footwork into that in that middle quarter. Yep. Liam Martin comes on and does that and you can and Leota's now fired up and ready and rocking like those two first tries Fish just owned poor team I love Tano as well but Fish just <laughs> owned him and Leota went off for 10 minutes he came back on and goes just give me the fucking ball no one's stopping him he was out of a cannon yeah you don't that, that try that should well he should have gone to his right and it would have still been a try anyway yeah, but for but him he's to been, be able to run that ball right, no, straight back to the guts yeah. um, and like as much as this bloke doesn't get on the field that much you can when even Tyrone May comes on for the last 20-25 minutes he's just roaming around he was, on early, he was actually on earlier yeah, than I thought in this game but most, scared, most of the time training. that he's done he, he can just roam around yeah. play to roam and you've still got you've still got either way He's only just getting his his uh, feet back in the game, but Crichton, as I said, uh, if you got super coach wise, if you have got your Charlie Staines, keep him because he's going to be scoring as many tries as. Well, what Penrith done? This is the first team in the NRL era they've gone ten and zero, and he's still got players <laughs> coming back. <laughs> I'm flog that little ball break. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the first team to go ten and zero, they still got players coming back properly, like Appy, as you said. They're only going to get better and better, which is kind of. Scary. And I've said it a few times. I love when Cleary touches the ball a couple times in a set. Cause he, but this time he just touched the ball every time in a set. And he just owned it. And, and when I talk about the best supporting halfbacks, look, maybe DC's got like longevity, but he... Cleary has always done it. I love that they play each other. Where he touched it four out of the five yeah. tackles, like yeah. every yeah. <laughs> one hit up, and then he touched he's working it every what he wants time to after do. that. He like, knows what he yeah. wants to do. I yeah. am about ready to go into Sen Studios next week and start crying at Cam Smith's feet and say, "Please, just please come out." <laughs> we'll even sign Denon Kemp, your mate. Like he can play on the wing. He's all right. <laughs> He'll tackle better. Yeah, <laughs> he's all right. Like, like please, like we'll, that, that'll be the caveat. Uh, please, we'll sign Kempy too. Kempy can play as well, just please, <laughs> please. So we'll take over that station then while they're Absolute playing. Absolute clinic for 60 yeah. minutes by Penrith. They just dominated every position on the field, especially through the middle. Uh, their forwards, I haven't seen a more dominant display, I don't think, out of a forward pack this year. They just rolled through their guts and <laughs> Titans could barely hold them, let alone do anything else. Um, 
<laughs> what do you say, man? Who, well, who was the debutant for Penrith this week? Was it sorry, Jermaine Hopgood. 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 So yeah, even when they bring in he these debutants, too, they're, they're, just, they're, they're doing what they do. You don't <laughs> even think Penrith's missing any link. The depth that they've got, and I'm glad, not glad in a way. You've still got Penrith, but they didn't. They let go of Burton. And we talk about left side. Bur- Burton's now still in the top ten centers in the game, and he's a six. And he barely touched the ball. And he didn't do anything. Yeah, Luai. Just chilling for the day. Yeah. Kick out, chilling for the day. He had the one good run where he could have scored. He had the mm-hmm. one other time where he could have flicked one back. But well, as you said, it was well, a clear issue. Yeah. didn't have to do much. It was a clear and, and what I liked was that they made Staines. Staines did all the two-hour work yeah. this time. They got him involved. Mm. And how dangerous. If they can double down both sides, it's a scary, scary team. Man. Well, people have been talking about, oh, Penrith will drop off during Origin, whatever. We had a look at their draw before we started. They'll probably still not lose a game. <laughs> yeah. well, no, their their biggest challenge good. will be during Origin 3 when they versed the Roosters and then they got powered the week after where they'll probably have yeah. players back. Good good friend of the show, Damon, messaged me. He goes, oh, Tigers might be a chance. And I said, okay, Penrith could lose. Capewell, Cleary, Luai, Tuo, uh, Martin, Yo. And only win by 30. And still only win by 30. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Penrith, exactly. Like, like, let's Medium be honest. Man. People are saying, oh, watch out. You know, Penrith are going to drop off during origin time. They just will. No, they're not. Like, no. Let, let's be honest. But even not. that Titans side's going to be missing. You're probably going to be missing Tupo, Radley, and, um, and Tedesco. So. And they still cover uh, East side, yeah. Yeah, yeah you said Titans. Roosters, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, t- Titans will probably. In that game. Uh, but they'll Tino probably lose Mo. And Thought Awake could be. They'll lose Mo and Tino. And yeah. then yeah. 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 Tino and They're in a world of trouble without them. Serious, serious. Firma was all right, but there's huge defensive issues with your outside backs at the Titans. Um, It's It's Newcastle. It seems to be points every time they go there, especially Kelly. I don't know what he does, but he gets so lost in defence. He either shoots out of the line way too far or he's passive and they just run at him. And It's a bit like Chad Townsend in the Sharks team. He's the same. He either charges out and misses or he hangs back way too long and then Benji throws a cutout and hits the winger so we will we'll obviously get to it but just looking at like the Bulldogs Raiders game last week if the Titans don't beat the Bulldogs by more than 12 then they're, they're done like I'm as if a Titans fan yeah. I'm ready but if you're heading to Origin if you take if you were to take Tino Mr. Fortawaker and when I call him now and uh, Fafita out of that team like what, well, what even, hope is e- there even next week uh, we'll have to see but if like Luke Thompson and Wallace comes might up against Wallace could Tino, be close to being an Origin too. you might yeah. lose him as nah, well nah that's the type of game is if the Titans hold him in the middle your blokes like Peachy and AJ will just start bouncing around all over the place. Out, yeah. they, I, I they hope so, but I, I'm, I'm no. not convinced that'll happen because I think Luke Thompson's no, probably that. Anyway, we, we, we all know this is headed. Cleary's getting three points. Yeah. Uh, yes, Fish is. getting Fuck two. Yes, and yes, uh, well, let's say Crichton's getting one. Yeah, Fish, yeah. I don't care. <laughs> Did, plan, have I missed anyone? Yeah. No. Oh, pop plan. Oh, that's fair enough. Can can I kick right, let's get. I've already done my pop, uh, my uh, pop plan, and my slap for this week. So, Dame, have you got a, have you got a pop plan for the week? Oh, come back, come back. Oh, I've got a pop <laughs> plan yeah, to kick on. us off. The fucking Titans. <laughs> As I said, ju- I, I, I guarantee. What? I'm pretty convinced that in that first half, Justin Holbrook said, well, we're not going to win. So I literally just go stand there and let Penrith do their thing. 
I was just sorry. I was just watching the uh, Melbourne replay. Melbourne should just let whoever scores a try kick a goal. Nico just had a kick then. It's like everyone gets a kick. Pop, pop. Just let fucking Kenny Bromwich have a kick. Pop yes. Plant, Melbourne's kicking coach. Yeah. <laughs> Barney. My Pop Plant's Anthony Don, actually. Oh. Um, I know you want to build him a statue. I know I've been bagging the twines, but there's a fine line. Right? <laughs> Eight runs for 46 metres, six tackles oh. and three errors in 80 minutes of football. That's yuck. Um, like, obviously an attack is a focal point and they didn't go there for whatever reason, but you can get more involved than having eight runs for 45 metres in yeah. 80 minutes of football. <laughs> and three pretty bad errors too. They were just um, stuff he doesn't normally do, bombs that he put down. and Not his yeah. fault. <laughs> can I go a whole team here? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I did. Newcastle Knights. Yeah. Fair enough. Oh, is that it? Nothing more to add? Nah, just That's they right. were horrible. They ruined my perfect round, all right? Put it that way. All right. Why are we doing that? Let's doll out some slaps. Who's getting the uh, five fingers to the face, Barney? <laughs> Jack Whiten for that cannonball tackle, mate. Yeah. I hate That's I hate the enough. look of it. Just the yeah. just the look of the of that cannonball was horrible. Something you can't be doing. Slap Ollie. You got a slap? I'm gonna double down of what we said earlier. The peanuts. Social media peanuts. Yeah, yeah. Social media peanuts. This is the worst they've ever been. Ever. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm going with that too. I, I left, like I said, I left poor Dan Payne's uh, social media group and I left the other one this year week because I couldn't have it <laughs> I'm going with you on that. I just yeah, yeah, my yeah. life. So it's been that bad this week. That Yeah. All right, let's get to some salutes. Finish on a high note, everybody. Uh, I'm going to salute. Uh, my salute for this week will be Luke Brooks. I've, I much maligned, but he had his best game in as long as I can remember. Read the ball, yeah. looked great, and uh, salute for him, Damo. <laughs> Damo's hey, having a stroke. Damo's having a heart attack, Ollie. He's about to have a connection. Yeah. <laughs> um, damn. Salute. I'll just go with Penrith to combat my Titans pot plant because they were that good. And they, if the Titans showed up, they still would have beaten them by 20. So let's just... Oh, yeah. it, it's a weak one, but... Nathan Cleary, you don't see much more dominant display from a You have to actually... And the, the highest super <laughs> score of all time really. for a halfback is... Uh, he was involved in everything. I think it was tremendous. five try assists. Yeah. And just, he did what he wanted. And he loved every minute of it as he was, did the Penrith. He was the whole time. My yeah. salute, honestly, sounds a bit biased, but uh, the Jacob Arthur and Brad Arthur yeah. that was yeah. after, yeah. after the game. Yeah. Yeah, that, nice that, to me, that was great. Brad Arthur was nearly in tears, so I love that. That was a nice cool moment. But there's plenty yeah. of salute. And, and overall, I think Laura's can agree that uh, a big salute for Magic Round. Tremendous yep. result. Yep. It was outstanding. Despite what all the dickheads think. <laughs> I'm well, sorry. It's just no, so bad. No, no, no. You, you run the page, mate, not me. I know. All right. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> Subscribe to us. Uh, find us on Facebook if you haven't already. Uh, we're approaching 1,000 likes. We all get there, so get to that. Subscribers are good. G's here. Uh, Footy and Frothy's on Facebook. Footy and Frothy's on Instagram. Footy and Frothy's on uh, Spotify, iTunes. What's the other one? SoundCloud and TuneIn Radio. Just search for Radio. Everywhere. Just Google it. It'll turn up. <laughs> and also uh, Big Gun Emperor on YouTube. You'll find some of our best stuff. Apart from that, we'll be back very shortly to talk the preview of next week. Mm-hmm.